0: What's the difference between ramen soup and Oscar and an Oscar bait movie? You watch one for three minutes, stirring occasionally. You watch the other for three hours, and it's occasionally stirring. It's the Attack of the Killer podcast award show part two on this episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. Attention planet Earth and
1: beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer podcast.
0: Here we go again on our own going down the only road I've ever known like a drifter. We were born to walk alone and I've made up my mind. I ain't wasting no more time because this is episode 255 of part two of our attack of the killer podcast. Award show. this episode also is the start of our 10th season here at attack of the killer podcast wow this podcast is old enough to drink
2: what i in where in what old podcast in in
0: podcast years in russia
2: yeah (laughs) now if you're not
0: familiar with with us and what we do here. Where have you been the last 10 seasons? Um, we are a horror movie podcast. We're a group of friends. We get together. We pick a topic. We talk about horror movies within that topic. So there might be spoilers. And this is our two, our part two of our award show where we did the first part was the last episode where we did our top 10 through six horror movies of 2020. This one is going to be five through one. Of our favorite horror movies of 2020, the anticipation has got to be killing you. You have to wait just a little bit longer because all this red carpet and Gucci tuxedos here at the the Attack of the Killer podcast award show is not cheap. And you need to help us out by becoming an attacker. If you go to jointheattackers.com, you can pick from different tiers to help pay for all the caviar at the after party. (laughs) But your help does not go unrewarded. When you become an attacker, you can get an invite to next year's award show. Well, anybody really can attend the award show, just download the episodes, there's really no place to go. But but you also get your own membership card and certificate, bon- you can get bonus episodes, special videos, Mikey's Monsters, and even a t-shirt, just depends on what tier you pick. So again, go to jointheattackers.com and become an official attacker today. And now, it is time to introduce you to the podcast crew at the adult film awards he was nominated for best blow job scene but he blew it andy <laughs> uh,
3: hi jesus <Jeez.
0: laughs> he watched the 92nd academy awards show and was mad because it was way longer than that
1: tad okay it took me a second that's a yeah <laughs> still not funny but it yeah <laughs>
0: When he was an explosive explosives expert in Hollywood, he won several awards because his work blew everyone away. Jason!
2: Ten years
0: we've been doing this. Can you believe it? I know. Ten you, years! You think I'd be out of dad jokes. Uh, he thinks they're jokes, folks. And he thinks porno should not get Oscars because the plots are full of holes. Uh, Our very special uh, guest... <laughs> <laughs> Attack of the Killer podcast alumni,
3: Dustin! <laughs> and, de- and never coming back again.
4: <laughs> hey, one night only, am I right? Am I- oh, wait, did- oh, okay, yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, so before we get into it, a um, couple of things here. There's not going to be any what we watched, because that's basically the whole show, because we've spent nothing but... Watching new movies for the past month and also no pole position, but we will have some shout outs at the end. So Stay tuned for that. First, I just also want to mention our sponsor for this year's award show, the fine people over at Shudder. Shudder, the Netflix for horror. It is awesome, and we wouldn't have probably seen half of the movies from 2020 if it wasn't thanks to Shudder. So if you don't have Shudder, man, what are you waiting for? You need to get on it. Shudder is great. It's awesome, and it's not just... Um, current stuff either. They have a lot of classic Mm -hmm. stuff. I loved how recently to side note here, they just recently added a shit ton of Italian Jallo movies. Like their whole their whole um, new content category is just so many Jallos and I'm so excited. I can't wait to watch them. And I've been dying to watch them, but I've been too busy watching 2020 (laughs) movies. So get on it. Get Shutter. You're still not convinced? Get a month on. Get a month of first. Ah, jeez. Get a month of Shutter for free. That's how excited I am. I can't even talk about Shutter. It's so good. Get a month of Shutter for free by entering our promo code AOTKP, and you will get your first month of Shutter for free. Okay, so it is time to get into the top. 5 horror yes. movies of 2020. This so is official exciting. because we hear and we know what we're doing. Um we're going right. to start off with Tad. What is your number 5 horror movie of 2020?
1: Oh man, this is like anticlimactic cuz we've already talked about it, but um my number 5 is a film from director Brian Duffield. It is Spontaneous. Um yes yeah this made it into my top five and this was like a very recent watch yeah it's very recent watch just this past weekend um and wow i really i found this one on someone else's list had never heard of it looked it up i saw basically what it was and i fell in love with it watching it it's um I'm a sap for love stories and Mm -hmm. this is a teenage love story. And the chemistry between the two leads is just perfect. And you throw in exploding bodies and gore and a lot of humor. Um, I'm so in, um, yeah, I just, I adored this one. Um, it, it just, it, it, to me, it's something that is very watchable. something that I will probably keep recommending. Um, when people ask me, what they should watch, I will throw this their way because I feel like this is one that uh, yeah. a, a wide audience would like. Like I, so I'm sad that this couldn't hit a theater at least in a limited run because I feel like mm. it's really mm. gone under the radar. I mean, I didn't even hear about it until this until two days ago and I would have done
2: so well in the theater
1: yeah it just it, it would have been like this would be something me and my friends would have seen gone to see as, as a group in high school and just thought it was the coolest thing and i still am immature so i thought still think it's the coolest thing but um <laughs> it's a touching story and uh honestly like i was very curious to see where it would go after a certain point. Um if you haven't for some, if you're just listening to this and not listening to our, um, 10 through six, for some reason that it's, I've described it as an R rated modern John Hughes movie where the teenagers spontaneously, um, explode. And that's pretty much the premise. Um, but it's so very touching at times, uh, very emotional. Um, it hits you in the heart and pulls on your heartstrings. And it also, uh, has tons of blood and guts and tons of laughs. So, yeah, um, spontaneous. Loved it. So good. Very
2: cool. Jason. All what, right. What's your number five? Oh, man, we're oh. in the top five. Here we go. My number five film
0: is The Lodge. Another movie with asshole children. Like I said on the last episode, right? I'm telling you, this was to hear for kids that are just shitty.
2: Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, It's a a heavy one. A soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiancé's two children at a remote holiday village. Just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening Uh, events take place. It's such a crazy concept. And, I mean, just it's uh, awkward, just the thought of being a new mom with these, with two new kids. And then it's like being uh, stuck with them like early. It feels really early in the relationship. So they don't really know her, trust her very well yet. And uh, I don't want to spoil things, but uh,
0: I should just say real quick before we get into more of the conversation on this one
2: is, you know, if, if
0: you people out there have not seen this movie, you should see it. Just in case, I mean, I normally don't stop things to say spoiler alert, but just to be safe, huge spoiler alert here, because this movie was ruined for me by doing some research, by watching like some YouTube videos of best of 2020. And they totally gave away the the twist on me. Hmm. Didn't ruin the movie for me, um, but I think it may have been better if I didn't know going into it, because it all seemed blatantly obvious to me. Um, before the twist actually happens, if you can call it a twist, I
2: don't know why sure. I'm a and twist, I, and I, and I feel like most of us are not going to spoil anything because these are all new movies, and we want you all to watch them. and so I yeah, but shit, shit can happen. me in my mouth. That's true, but I want the listeners to feel somewhat safe that they're not gonna. all I was gonna say is that, um, without spoiling, I am so happy to see Alicia Silverstone back in a movie. Yes. And her part is so fucking heartbreaking and Mm. heavy. And it's 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 not a big part. She doesn't have a whole
0: lot of lines, but she is so good in it. And it's like, why did she ever leave?
2: You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and her last scene in this movie is just, it's just amazing. Like this movie, I'm surprised you watched it, Mike. No offense. Um, I think getting it on this list was the only reason to get you to watch it. But I know when I talked about it before, it's hard not to say that it's a pretty slow, slow burn type of movie. It's an A24 type film. You know, it's very cinematic. It's the cinematography is beautiful and I love it. And the score is awesome. And it's one of those kind of movies. But And it's a
0: thing, too, where I don't know. Because, yeah, you're right. It's slow burn. But I really didn't feel it.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, if so
0: I don't know if, I don't know if, if the spoiling helped it oh. not feel slow burn or, the or, if I didn't enough, you know, or if I didn't know, if I, if it wasn't spoiled for me, if the slow burn would have even been less um, obvious, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough call. Cause like when you, th- when you're thinking one thing in the movie, you're like, holy crap. And you're, you know, you're to know where this is going to go. And then it goes where you don't expect it to go.
2: Yep. And you're on the side of these two kids, but you're also on the side of this new stepmom, and shit just kind of goes weird. And man, it's, uh, I liked it a lot and I believe it's on Hulu now. So everyone can go check it out there. What'd you guys think? Y'all get to watch it. I I think
1: everybody, but Andy saw it. Um, I, 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 I just recently saw it and you know how I felt because I messaged you and I was like, Oh fuck. Uh Um, it's definitely a bleak one. It's a sad one, but, uh, I was a fan. It was one that was lingering right there at 10 for me. I had a hard time. This, this was very close to getting into my, uh, top 10 and it could easily, you know, with a rewatch, make it in there. But it was one that I would not rewatch again because it was so heavy. And, um, it was... I'm sort of glad I waited because it's been on my Hulu watch list it feels like forever <laughs> even though it did come out this year but watching it now when it's like... I watched it like when it was cold and sort of snowing outside it was like... You yep. know... You know, perfect you timing for it. it. Yeah. yeah. But it, like it's... It's definitely a bleak downer of a movie and it plays on the isolation and um, claustrophobia and anxieties and, uh, you know... All of my triggers. So uh, it, it was great. It was right in my wheelhouse.
4: Yeah, I'll never forget watching the television at my great grandma's house on like our four channel TV and having the news fucking interrupt my cartoons for all these people that committed mass suicide in this giant mansion with purple sheets over their face, which I can only imagine. This is what this cult that the Stepmom was based on, right? Um, Heaven's Gate is that what it was? I was I, I was, so. you, I I was young, it. and I just remember them like showing video footage inside of the dead people, like handy cam footage uh, with those purple oh. uh, sheets over their face, and they're all in bunk beds. They're they've all had the applesauce or the the apple yeah. juice with the the poison in it, and they're just you know they're dead. Oh, wearing uh, too, I think right? <laughs> And, uh, and I, I imagine that's what this is based on and, and she was a survivor and, you know, so she, she's already got some mental health issues and it, man, it's hard not to spoil anything with this, it, but, it is, it is, um, yeah. you know, she's, she's doing her best to yep. get over this traumatic event and brainwashing and, uh, God, I want to say so much, but like it's so hard not to get into the the thick of it with this. But uh, it didn't make my list. Um, I don't know why. I, I'm look. Every time we bring up a movie, I, I have a top twenty. I guess I didn't realize it, but I do. But this is definitely in the the top twenty or twenty five. So it was. It, it's been an excellent year for horror, and this one was uh, definitely deserves a watch for sure.
2: Um, yep. This was also um the, the two directors from a field guide to evil and good night. Mommy. Oh, uh, so it has kind of a, that isolation and good night. Mommy. Yeah. With the crazy ass kids. There's a similar vibe. Sure. But completely different, but great directing team. You know, those three films are pretty, pretty good. It was a really good movie. It was a,
0: uh, a hard movie to watch it doesn't yeah it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't start happy and it doesn't end happy and there's no happy in the middle um but uh it is it is really well done is it just me or do you think uh the lead actress kind of looks like alicia silverstone and do you think that was on purpose
2: i do and i do yeah like and i and i
0: uh, this woman is obviously troubled because of the trauma that she went through with the cult and then like the Alicia Silverstone character is obviously troubled um probably a lot troubled because of the whole divorce and everything you would assume so is the dad in this just an asshole like is he cashing I, in uh, cashing uh, in his wife for a younger version uh, complicated Eh, it's got to be complicated. Um, all the performances were great. The kids did a really good job. Uh, you know that's never easy to find good children acting actors. And there's a huge chunk of this movie that is relied on three characters, and only one of them is an adult. So, yeah, really, really good movie. Pretty
2: scary shit, and the soundtrack's pretty great, and it's beautiful to look at. But I, I love it. It's my five.
0: All right, moving on from uh, Jason over to Andy. What is your number five?
3: My number five, and this is going to sound like a broken record, but I love this movie. It is the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Woo! Um, mm-hmm. we, we've we've touched on it before. We have a protagonist who is. Unbelievably flawed, um, but <laughs> just how you, you want to see him turn a corner and he's just uh, <laughs> every time you think he might and just he, he, he just can't seem to, to get a win. Uh, normally, I would not be laughing when somebody um, relapses on alcohol, but his relapse is just hilarious the way he pretty much. Chris Farley's that that stove and shatters it you know god, and falls on dumb. it I mean, just, <laughs> oh my god um yeah, just a small town, uh, sheriff just, you know, dealing with multiple family problems, professional problems, emotional problems, and just trying to. Solve handle them.
2: being overwhelmed
3: very well. Y- yeah, just trying to solve this, these, these multiple murders that they believe might be a wolfman in this small, uh, town, uh, like we said, we've, we pretty much highly recommend this film by, uh, Jim, Jim Lanning is that called, is that Jim is Cummings coming? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yes. Uh, do yourself a favor. Go watch this film. My I'm glad five. that
1: y- you really liked it. Uh, when I saw it, I was like, I think Andy will uh, appreciate the writing. Like, I feel like, uh. writers can really appreciate how smart this movie was. And I was, I watched it go, I went in blind. I had not seen a trailer. The only thing I saw was that it was playing with American werewolf in London at our drive-in and I regret not seeing them together.
3: (laughs) Oh oh, oh, man, that's, those are great companions.
1: Yeah. But, um, then of course, like when I realized that the lead actor, Jim Cummings is the writer director. And of course I dove deep on the internet and just, yeah, blew my own mind. And, uh, yeah, I love this one. So I have a feeling it will come back later.
0: Interesting. Well, that is awesome. Let's move on then to Dustin. What's your number five?
4: My number five is vivarium. I, I, I loved this movie. I gobbled it up. Um, you know, just to touch on a few things we didn't touch on the last episode. I, the, you know, these people are stuck in this home and they're they're forced to raise a child that ages incredibly fast, and this child doesn't learn like a normal child. It just mimics what they do, right. uh, and it's so fucking bizarre and scary. Uh, so yeah. it's like sick and twisted, but like sick and twisted in a completely different way than you would think, uh, because it is torture, and it's torture for the main characters, and they're going through like this this hell. Um, I just the look and the feel of the movie is awesome. Uh, I had so much anxiety uh, yes. uh, thinking about uh, being in this scenario, and then also having this great imagination with it, thinking of so many other scenarios and dimensions that were uh, could be happening uh, below the surface. Uh, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> with this movie, I, I no thought it, it was—you uh, y- know—who is it? Is it Imogen? Uh, I'm poops. Uh, poops. Yes, uh, <laughs> she did an excellent <laughs> job. Uh, and um, I, I always think um, Jesse Eisenberg. is is that his name right (laughs) yeah i I always think he's an underrated actor in serious roles um yeah and he's i mean he's no stranger to horror i mean he's been in zombie land even though that's kind of more on the comedy side he is funny in that but he is serious and he's very serious in this and he uh, he plays a, a very different role than what you might expect but man, did this just it hit all the right buttons for me, it hit all the, the right weird buttons for me. <laughs> uh, anytime a movie that ha- can, can make it work with like, you know, less than three people on the screen, you know, three mm-hmm. or less, uh, I think that's an accomplishment in all its own um, good dialogue uh, looks great. I, this is a, this is a, I, I don't want to hype it up too much cause it's just my number five, but it's definitely a must watch. And I, I really dug it.
0: Yeah. It's on my list. Um, if you listen to the last episode, I really, I really enjoyed it as well. It's probably the, um, the weirdest one on my list as far as if you know my tastes and films, but like, if you truly, uh, know my taste in films, you would probably get it because, it is is a very weird movie it's very engaging and they do they do do a great job of telling you know this story with minimal cast and i'm a sucker for that and if you can keep me intrigued with just well really only two people i won't even count the kid this person <laughs> obviously because um, <clears throat> he's he's part of the end an, and and um the antagonist of the movie but yeah um and then just the whole mystery of what's going on and you don't even really get
4: a full answer by the end you're right They're, they leave so many my, there's there's unsolved mysteries not to you know spoiler alert but like there's some things that they don't explain and i think that's why it's yeah. it's so cool for you to Oh man, what was going on there? Uh what could happen on this part? And uh, you know, just so many possibilities. It is it is interesting how they, even though I'm not, you know,
3: it's a very well made movie, but I'm not particularly fond of it. But I do like the fact that as soon as you get somewhat of a question answered, so many much so many more are are posed. Once that one's answered, like for instance, once, once they're able to go underground, okay, like, okay, this is where this little shit's been retreating. This is where he goes, but uh, it doesn't really, it doesn't really give you much. So yeah, you're still, you know, no matter what, no matter how much you find out, you're still technically in the dark.
0: Oh yeah. And I think that's one of the things I like about it. um, Also is that it just, it doesn't give you, any answers, really? I mean, you. I, I, I have my own theories on what we were seeing, and and you know, maybe the obvious, obvious answers. But yeah, and there's just so much, so much themes and meanings going on in this movie that uh, just really intrigued me as well.
1: Yeah, I saw this right when it hit on demand, and I remember I watched it by myself, and I my wife came home and I was like, I saw this movie and I both loved it and hated it (laughs) and trying to explain it to her. I'm like our worst nightmare. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. it's a literal nightmare. Well, I, I have like, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I have reoccurring dreams of like being back at high school and I can't find my locker or being, um, like, like I just get lost and I can't figure things out. And that's like, for some reason like a reoccurring thing in my dream so uh them driving into this cul-de-sac and not being able to think find their way out is like literally something i would dream about and nope yeah hate it (laughs) in the best way though like it it fucks with me so
3: Yeah. yeah it's effective but i do however want uh Ashley J Williams to babysit this kid in the sequel. That would, that would redeem me you know, from <laughs> having to watch this, this first one that, that would make it better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So my number five, and I, I find it interesting that it hasn't been brought up yet. I thought it might show up on a couple of people's lists, but in the la- latter half of their lists, um, but it's my time in my top five and I'm going with uh, babysitter killer queen. Oh yeah. Sequel to the, uh, to the babysitter. And I know we talked about this on our babysitting episode. It was one of the movies. So, um, I don't know what else new I can really say, but some of the things I'll, I will probably repeat myself. And there's a lot of things we talked about of how there's a lot of th- Similar themes between the two movies and and that are going on that I just I love that they repeated a lot of things from the first movie um, intentionally not not like you would normally expect it it re- just really works when they repeat so much of the same stuff in the first movie as opposed to like a tired franchise that just keeps clinging on to the same um, the same things over and over again where in this one. I don't know, maybe the repeating things is part of the joke and that's why it works. But just little things that I love, like every time he's with that girl uh, in in public, everything around them is in slow motion uh, and it's just so cool. But I still say, and I said this on the babysitting episode, that after watching this one, I f- I feel like I'm seeing the first one differently. So I I just wonder still wonder if if this was all planned out.
2: Yeah, I assume you uh love this one and made your top 5 is cuz you're such a big Mick G fan. Here we go. <laughs> I had to. Sorry. I oh, hate it. Great.
0: I oh, hate God. it. I wanted to hate him since the day he started making feature films. <laughs> but the day, but God, I freaking even love the Charlie's angel movies. I'm
2: just like, fuck. Oh, you're out in yourself. I, don't know. <laughs> I,
0: don't know. Uh, I need, I need my, my film snobber snobbery card taken away.
3: It's, it does got good re reoccurring characters, but I, I still can't forgive the, the the street fighter cheesy fight sequence. <laughs> I mean, it's it's okay to be like slapstick and everything. I get that. That's what this movie is, but it's just, it it just went too far out yeah, there. Yeah, that was a little too me. far. Yeah, it I was, can agree with that. It was, it was too damn cheesy.
2: Well, we don't know what Dustin thinks.
4: Ah, oh, yes, of course. Me, the uh, no. The guy. I, uh, I like this one. I hated the first one. Um, huh. Oh, interesting! I didn't. I almost didn't watch this one, but it was on the list. I'm like, you know what? This is an easy watch. I don't have to pay for it. Um, so, I mean, other than the net Netflix subscription, and I thought this one was way better. I still don't like the characters from the first one. Uh, the you know the the teenagers. Mm-hmm. I guess if that's what we want so, to call So you them.
1: like one character because there's only one new character. <laughs> uh no. I'm trying to remember the the girl that, uh, like saves him basically. Oh
4: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, those, the the evil people on the boat. uh, yeah, they all suck. Uh, they sucked in the first one and they suck in this one, but this one, for some reason, I just enjoyed better. The first one played, uh, it, 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 it took too many jabs at, at horror. Like it was not playing nicely with it and it, it poked too much fun at it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. And (laughs) so I watched the second one, like, and my expectations were extremely low. And I just, I don't know. I just, I I thought it was really fun and it just uh, flowed well. And it had some cool gore, and I I didn't. I didn't mind the fight scene. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Go ahead, go fucking do that. I don't care. That's funny. And then you know, it it just everybody dies in in cool, creative ways. And you know, there's some teenager. The new teenager kids were in it for a little bit. They, I I liked how progressive the jock was in a way. Like he, it was almost like sarcasm but it wasn't like he was for real about everything he's like no if he wants to be his own person then he can you know it was (laughs) just well done and it was you know hopefully you know more kids are progressive that way these days uh i don't know i just dug it it was cool i liked it a lot it didn't make my list but it was a lot of fun to watch
1: I hope you like actually say these things out loud when you're uh <laughs> watching like okay, you can fucking do the Street Fighter scene. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Go for
4: it. <laughs> I might. I'm not recording myself when I watch these, but maybe i oh. you
1: another
2: YouTube channel. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> cool. Anybody else want to add anything to the baby scene? You,
1: you can just play my uh clip from the episode a few weeks ago when we talked about it just uh, jason just go ahead and splice it right in I enjoyed, yeah, that. I enjoyed that. the hell out of it just like the first movie
0: <laughs> yeah uh, let, I'll, I'll give you a setup so you could splice it in, jason remember back when not doing it <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're moving on to number four, 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 four. dad
1: once again, hitting familiar ground on a movie we've already talked about. Number four, uh, I must have liked this more than everybody because I have Color Out of Space by Richard Stanley up at number four. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, sealing the deal with the um, comet episode, uh, re-watching it really made me enjoy it even more. And I came out of the theater loving it. So that said a lot. It stuck with me. Um, and talking about it with you guys on the comment episode maybe made me appreciate it even more. Um, I yeah, don't know. I, it, I really, really I like this. was really
2: fucking <laughs> awesome on that yeah.
1: episode. Yeah. So I don't have shirt. much. What's that?
3: I said they need to make. They need to make shirts. They need to make like you know Nicolas Cage or like maybe you know some some somebody needs to make like you know gutter garbs or. You know, Fright Rags, we need some Color Out of Space shirts.
1: Yes, for real. If we can get so much Mandy merch, why don't we have a single Color Out of Space thing? Um, It'll happen. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It's fun. It's it's heartbreaking at times. I uh, highly recommend it. Uh, Listen to our first part of this episode if you somehow skipped it, and uh, you'll hear most of my thoughts on this one. So we'll move on from number four, Color Out of Space.
2: Jason, what's your number four? My number four has been spoke about before, but uh I loved this movie um it was super impactful and i and the writer director is one of the guys that's on the top of the list of the new the new guys Lee Wanell but uh the invisible man
0: sweet it's back. it's, it's back. been on three lists now
2: mm-hmm. It's you can't deny it. It's just a damn good movie, and and
0: it's you you have it higher than um the uh, the rest of us so far.
3: So, yeah, so well, he, he, here's the listening. here's the deal because I think Jason and I are on the same wing the wavelength because my number four is
1: also the end. Right. Are you guys on the same cycle?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <Yep. Who's> that? <laughs> that's We're okay. It's great. Up. Uh, um, (laughs) it's yeah i mean it's it's hard to think of anything else that's actually already been said about this this film it's just it impressed me so much because i i was going in with such you know like you guys touched on before with some kind of some crummy expectations you know because with you know like what we've seen with um other incarnations of the Invisible Man, or uh, other Universal monster movies, you know, particularly with like you know Benicio del Toro's The Wolf Man or Tom Cruise's The Mummy, you know, they just they kind of just they were there and they fell flat. But this is leaps and bounds above any Universal you know movie monster film that I've seen. And yeah, it's I definitely rank it very very high on my list. And I'll leave it at that.
2: Yeah, number four, Twinsy.
4: <laughs> Very cool, Dustin. What about you? Uh, number four,
1: I had down at uh, uh,
4: the host. Or wait, no, no, just host. Host. We talked about it earlier. The that, internet one. Yeah. Oh, I'm so
1: glad someone else is awesome. standing up for this one.
4: I love this movie. I thought it was so much fun. Um, I commend them for uh, making a movie during a pandemic in a setting that is for the pandemic. You know, they were social distancing. Um, you know, they were, uh, able to, to make this work and make it work well. And, you know, it gave me a lot of the spooky scaries. So it was just, it hit all the right buttons for me. And I think, um, I, you know, I think people, quickly write these types of movies off. I I think the found footage or these, this subgenre of internet found footage, it, it, people see it and they're like, you know, they probably scoff at it because it is what it is. Um, But, you know, I I think if you do this with the other movies, you watch it on your computer and maybe watch it with a couple of friends huddled around a computer. I think it just adds to the effect and, makes it more real and you know there's there's not a lot in this that is you know as far as i could tell there's not a lot of cgi uh everything's practical it looks like everything's done really well and it just i don't know like it was spooky scary and and i know that a lot of horror fans are uh, upset about uh, false jump scares, which sure. uh, you know I, I'm not usually in that boat. Um, you know, I, it, it, if if one is if you if you keep doing it and then there is no payoff, then I'm I'm pretty pissed. Uh, but this one, there are those jump scares. <laughs> Although, <laughs> gosh, you know I don't think a, a lot of them are false. Though I mean, one of the first scary things that happens. Is they're talking to the lady, the seance lady who's running the seance, and her call cuts. But right before it cuts, you see something just launch towards her webcam. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And uh, so, I I mean, I I was sold at that. And I don't see that as like a false jump scare. I see that as like that was something scary and it scared me. So it doesn't matter.
1: Right. It wasn't that, like the typical cat jumping out of the right. you know, out of the uh cupboard and scaring you. Yeah, this was a these, these were all real. Like uh so many times watching this, my wife was like covering her eyes and being like, No, 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 because you could feel some of the dread building and uh yeah, it, it was it's was like a roller coaster, man. It was fun.
4: I love the scene where they the girl, the one girl looks up into the attic and, you know, I'm thinking, oh, she's going to pop her head up there. and We're going to get our, we're going to get a false jump scare. No, she takes her phone. She puts it in one of those selfie sticks and she sticks it up into the attic and she right. just turns and you just see legs hanging. Yeah. To yeah. Me- oh, yeah. No.
0: yeah. Uh. That's such a great, that's, that, that's like old school, um, old school Alfred Hitchcock style of yeah. suspense. Um, done with a with a modern twist because she doesn't know that there's yeah. legs dangling up there because she's not seeing it. It's just her her phone that's filming it. <laughs> it's oh, oh. so effective, so good. Oh, man.
2: I, I really don't know if I could watch this on a computer. I think I'd be scared. <laughs> Do it with the lights off, too.
1: We, Ooh. we, uh, have at our house, we have this like door that is in our hallway that you Ooh. just like lift the wood and go into the attic and there's no ladder or anything. You have to do it on your own. And for the longest time we were avoiding it because I, I was afraid of seeing some fucking legs or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we had never braved it. And then one night after we had been out and met up with some friends, obviously pre COVID, um, Nikki had a few drinks in her and she decided she was going to get on her step step ladder nope. and take a look in there. And I'm like, Oh boy, even if you were sober, you probably shouldn't. But, uh, now she's, she's got like, uh, you know, she's two drinks, brave and she liquid courage, I guess you would call it. And she's like climbing up there. And I'm like, she's going to break her neck. And, um, I was leaving the house to go meet up with someone else and she was going to stay home. And I was like, take the ladder down. Don't, just don't don't hurt yourself while i'm gone like put it away lay down and um like five minutes after i i had left the house i get a text message and she put her phone up and took a picture with a flash on and then used like the shitty little uh phone stylus pen like where you could write with your finger and drew like a little uh demon in <laughs> the picture and, and just put like a little like cloud that said ah or something stupid and she's like i think the house is haunted <laughs> and it made me think of that it's just like I, I we i've actually been avoiding the attic because i was too afraid and i still don't want to go up there like we've been up there now but i there's nothing up there i don't need to be there i don't even want right. to chance it no reason right and this movie plays on that like that's exactly what like i don't uh. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, very good. Very effective film. It, unfortunately, it didn't make my top 10, but I'm with you guys. I thought it was great. I, I mean, I love this subgenre of the found footage. So far, all of them that I've seen have been awesome and cool. And I, I, I love when a film can use use something like this to tell its story. Um, it, and you talked about the the whole um, you know, COVID, COVID thing. I like how this is a movie that is like a time capsule of it taking place in 2020 and it's not a movie that focuses on the the pandemic. You know, my fear right. is like, you know when they start making movies about this year it's all going to be about all be all be about the the pandemic and all that stuff, and this is just a movie that just happens to take place during that time period, and that, that's what I appreciated about that it stamp on this time. You know,
4: with this subgenre, like I feel we're spoiled now. Uh, it, you know, a stinker is going to come out sooner or later, right? Like, there's going to be one of these, <laughs> and maybe there is already, and I just haven't seen it. But you know one of these are going to suck and I'm going to be really
1: pissed off when that happens
4: <laughs> because they've all been really good. I've really liked them all.
1: Yeah. Like we, we had that wave after paranormal activity and there was a lot of stinkers yeah. after that and it sort of killed the genre. And now we're back like with a new way of found footage where we're using, you know, uh, live streaming and using uh, webcams and that kind of stuff. And so far we've been pretty lucky. I, at least we, I guess maybe we've just been lucky that we haven't seen any of the stinkers. Right. But. Right.
0: There's probably some asylum released version out <laughs> yeah, there. on not say that. channel.
1: My
2: and one last thing, maybe Mike. I have to. I have to say this. How how do you? It's fifty seven minutes. How does that? How do you feel about that? Does that count as a no, feature film? I'm okay
0: because, like, I really feel like over the past year, at least, I've kind of come out of this whole like movies have to have to fit in a box, you know. Especially with running time, it can be they can be as short as they want, they could be as long as they want, um, and I, I think right around an hour is still an acceptable time frame to call something a feature.
4: Well, can know, I interject here? Yes, um, go ahead. Uh, it's it's all taken on Zoom. The free version of Zoom at the time was only allowing one hour of recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool! So it even it, <laughs> it really even stuck to details. Yeah, they did nice. nice. Obviously, I'm sure they didn't. You know that that maybe that's just a coincidence. But someone who's done Zoom calls since day <laughs> one to all the way up to today, um, it's it, it it's something that I'm sure we've all used at this point. Zoom, I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, well, yep. every one of us has probably touched it in some way or the other. So you're familiar with this layout. Um, so yeah, just using. As a, as a computer technician nerd out here, when people use the real technology and, and it works the way it's supposed to work, uh, that's really cool. I, I, I think that's really neat.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally ripped this idea off this movie. Um, we did a fun little Halloween feature <laughs> for the theater downtown, and uh, we were trying to think of a fun wraparound, like a horror host type thing, and I was like, oh, we got to knock this off. So we, if you uh, are on... Facebook, check out Capital Theaters page. There's a video on there, and it has some of my horrible acting. But I was just going to say we did something to watch it. Totally acts in this. Yeah, this might be the first uh, stinker in this genre you see. So,
0: (laughs) oh my god, I'll be the judge of that. But it was fun. So that's the end of this episode. I got things to do now. (laughs) Okay, so I guess that means my number four is Mortuary Collection. Yeah. yeah, I really, really love this movie. I thought all the stories were solid. I feel like I got more out of it than maybe what was intended. Um, Clancy Brown, always amazing. Um, oh, and I, I just love anthology movies that have that old MC Comics Tales in the Crypt feel, where they're like EC. all morality tales. What's that? You said MC. It's EC. Oh, well, I'm talking about the modern version um, with DJs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> MC Hammer. He says.
0: This movie's great.
2: It's such a mic movie. All right. It is a mic movie. Yeah. Yeah. On Shudder. Kaching for Ted. Shutter! Yeah.
1: I love it. Watch it. I love it. Watch it. Some.
0: Okay. So, okay. Um, just to stretch out the conversation about this movie a little bit longer for one last time, unless
3: it's on higher on somebody else's list.
0: Anybody got a favorite segment?
3: I got to say the babysitter one with the, the switch. I didn't, you know, I didn't force foresee that, I guess. Yep. Same
0: here. I honestly, I got a little suspicious, um, when she was cooking herself a dinner and was like really happy about it. And there's a chunk of meat in the, And the pan that's being fried up, it seemed like, it just seemed time-wise it was weird. And she's just cooking for herself, chopping up vegetables, making this big elaborate dinner while babysitting. I got a little suspicious at that moment. That was my moment of like, hmm, what if she blah, 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 blah.
2: I assumed your favorite was going to be the pregnancy one because you get to see a little peen explode. (laughs) that's <laughs> so brutal why would I want to see that oh we were always talking about that anyway that was just my that's what I thought you'd say I don't know if I have a favorite man it's such a it blowout was- in that they, they show it too <laughs> <It's a> thin <laughs> thin in there. oh my gosh we all crossed our <laughs> legs at that
0: moment yep Whew. mine might be the babysitter one too though it was just really good It was really. Good. anybody else want to throw out their favorites
1: no i guess not (laughs) number three it's time for it three 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 dad okay this one might be the most controversial of the list (laughs) made it Uh, i absolutely cannot stop thinking about this movie it had to make my list it would probably be at number one if it was not controversial Too like too controversial because I really battled back and forth with this one. I, I reached out to Jason and asked his opinion, um, back and forth, but, um, directed by Carlo Mirabella Davis. It is swallow. Um, Oh my
0: goodness. This movie, fucked Me up. Yeah.
1: This movie fucked me up, but, um, everywhere I looked, every major publication was calling it a horror movie. Um, it horrified me to no end. And I, Oh, man, it's gorgeous. It's the performance, the lead performance blew me away. Um, The story is really simple. It's a woman who's in a sort of toxic relationship with a guy and basically his entire family who um, have never been told no. And uh, she's basically a trophy wife, and she's so bored with her own life that she decides to start swallowing things for fun that she shouldn't swallow. And just like... A drug addict, um, she slowly has to up the ante because a marble is not enough. And then a um, jack is not enough. So then it's a thumbtack and it's a seam ripper. Um, and I. it is a great study on mental health. It is, mm. oh man, just devastating and um, heartbreaking and but such a gorgeous movie. I can't believe this is an IFC movie and not an a 24 movie, but, <laughs> uh, no, it's true. The, the performances, I mean, it hit, it hit every film, major film festival and won awards at every one of them. Um, and I'm not surprised. I found that out after I watched it, I had just seen the poster and I was sold on it. So I had to watch it. And it's one of those where you want to turn away at certain scenes, but is so captivating. Um, yeah, this one and for days I could not stop and I still can't stop thinking about it. It's just in that to me it left such a big mark on me that I had to include it really high. Like I said it's probably one of my favorites of the year, but I could not put it as the best horror movie of the year cuz it's not the most horrific, I guess. I mean it's not, you know, 100% horror, so. Did anybody else watch this one?
0: Everybody but Andrew. Okay. I okay. did not. Sorry.
3: That's okay. Oh, it sounds. It's awesome, a hard though. one to swallow. Like
1: a, oh, a, uh, yeah.
3: uh, it sounds like uh, an episode of My Strange Addiction. Only you know,
1: it uh, is. D- they do talk uh, about how it is an actual like mental health, okay. like a. Well,
3: oh yeah, it's, what, a, it's a legit yeah, It's, a issue. Metal, it's
0: a, you know, it's a condition. There's a name for it.
1: It certainly, you know, I just felt like. I've seen, you know, I've seen the story about, you know, and, and it's very real. Where this guy who's been handed everything in his life, and he has a hard time letting her really even have an independent thought, down to the point where he lets her pick the color of the curtains in the theater room, and then berates her for choosing the wrong color and little yeah, things was, like that. It's so quiet and just the little like, subtleties of him being passive aggressive to her. Yeah, yeah. So so they like, have
4: no couple's privacy at
3: all, right? It gaslights the shit out of her. Sounds like it. Yeah.
1: yeah. The, the scene oh where she, she's and uh spoiler a little bit, but it's not a huge uh, thing in the story. Uh, when she eventually is getting seeking help, she's talking to a psychiatrist and you almost feel like she finally gets some relief. And then she catches her husband talking to the psychiatrist on the phone. Uh, basically he paid her to spy on his wife. It's just, he, there's no fucking escape for this poor woman. She cannot do it. It gets to the point where she's hiding things to swallow in the bathroom because that's the only place she can go without someone watching over her. And uh, I just, you just sympathize with her so bad. I just feel so horrible for her. Cause she does not know how to get out of this. She has nowhere to go, no one to go to. And he holds this over her head. Like she is nothing without him. And it's so sad. Yeah.
0: It, they, it's to the point where they hire a guy to that's supposed to, You know, "quote unquote," help her around the house. Take you know
1: with her pregnancy. Yeah, but I forgot to mention that she's fucking pregnant too, which adds. Oh God. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, but this guy is really there just to follow her around her own house and make sure she's not swallowing shit. But that guy ended up being my favorite
1: character. If you have it, or whatever you want to. He's in the uh, Hulu show uh, Rami. And oh, it's one cool. of my favorite shows ever. And he plays like the biggest asshole uncle. It is. He, <laughs> he is fantastic. He is such a good actor.
4: But yeah, me- I like the, oops, sorry, go no, ahead. Please go ahead. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I love the second half of this movie, like the, 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 the you know, leading up to the end, because I feel like it's less about swallowing, even though that's how it begins, but it's more about mental health. And even Personal growth um, that she has to find independently because she's not getting that from her psychiatrist because her psychiatrist is in on right you know her husband and so she kind of takes her own mental health into her own hands and uh, you know because it's it's not just about being a lonely housewife and she's got some emotional baggage again. Don't want to spoil it, right? Her past, but, uh, yeah, she had a her trouble. past creeps up, and it's you know just like anything, it, it boils underneath, uh, and it comes up in in different ways. And I thought the last half of the movie was excellent. I liked it w- way more than I liked the first part of the whole, you know, swallowing stuff. I just felt like I didn't know where it was going to go, and this. W- felt like an excellent end for the scenario she was in. I mean, even though it's, it's, it can be depressing. It can be sad, but I mean, there's a, there's a, a personal growth there that you can see kind of like in the underlying, which I thought was great.
1: She, she's like outside a hotel and she's filling her coat pockets with dirt. And like the uh room service knocks on the door and she answers it. And she has like a mud mustache, like her face is covered <laughs> like a child. Yeah. And it's like, this is a a problem guys. Like it's, it's, it's sad, but it's, you know, it's, it's, you're not supposed to be laughing, but it's like, it's gotten to the point where she's sneaking dirt into a hotel room so she can eat it in her own privacy.
0: This movie is great. Um, I, sorry, I don't really see it as a horror movie because Dustin hit the nail on the head for me. I found the latter half of the movie, I like that way more than the first half when it was all about the swallowing. Um, this the the greatest scene of this movie for me is when she confronts her birth father there at the yes. birthday party. Holy
2: fuck! What yep. a scene! Yeah,
0: and what's cool about it? Oh, it's it, what there's so there's so many levels on why that scene is so why I love that scene. One of the things I love about it though is like. I really see her as a human being in that scene. I think she's finally, you know, you know becoming a better person, standing and up think, for herself. I yeah. feel like she's coming out because, like, the first half of the movie, um, especially before we get to the swallowing stuff, she is some like 1950s robot <laughs> stepford <Yeah. bird> wives, <laughs> non-human. Like, seriously, she is so kind of weird and like shut off because she's this little trophy wife thing. But that scene is just so full of emotion. And it's kind of tense because she huh. just randomly shows up oh, at huh. the birthday party of this guy who is her father, um, because she is a, well, I don't know. Yeah, Should I no. even know? Okay. Great scene. Great oh, scene. And absolutely. I think it's such a pivotal scene in her character arc. But yeah, nowhere close to my uh, love. Great movie. Loved it, but nowhere close yeah. to my top 10 just cause man, I'm I would sorry. just
2: say that Ted said it several times this mm-hmm. year. I think it's the things in real life are probably more horrific than the things you see on screen. And that's why I, I yeah. get why it's totally on lists for sure. Yeah. And yeah. powerful movie, man. Oh gosh, Tina. She's a, nurse pretty much for her whole life so she knew all about pica and so she was just i could every time she'd grab something new or some new development about this thing she i mean she knew about dirt and stuff she was telling me about it before it even gets to that and i'm just like my gosh this is real yeah this is a real mm-hmm. thing and i Oof, and she's so great, though, right? Because she's mesmerizing oh, she's, Haley Bennett, yeah. or whoever that is. But this girl, she's just, oh, what a journey. What yeah, a the mood. scene
1: where she's eating with the parents and she bites into the ice and you sort of feel it ha- like starting.
2: Here, uh-huh. Yeah,
1: here it's where it starts, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, and this the, the mother, like the way she treats her and talks down to her and is like, you're so lucky you got to meet my husband because you worked yeah. retail before. And uh, I just know people that are sort of – have had that life or have been, in, you know, you know, people who, fe- who f- think that way. And it's just like a big fuck you to those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Even though the guy who played um, the dad was yeah. sledgehammer. So that got me excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what's your number three?
2: Well, I'm excited about my number three. Cause no one, we haven't talked about it yet and it hasn't made any lists and that's my, my, top two are on have we've talked about already so it's like my last chance to talk about something new and i'm surprised it hasn't been talked about yet because it's so freaking good you guys it's underwater oh all right i like the sound of that yeah god dang this movie is freaking awesome
1: oh yeah it is um I can't believe that came out this year. Holy shit. feels like that was I watched it 10 year. years ago.
2: January 10th, it came out.
1: I saw it in a big theater with people. What the hell was that? You know?
2: Right? Oh, what a great <laughs> movie to see on the big screen, too. The scope of that underwater shit. Jesus, right from the first to second of this movie, you are off and running. It's incredible. It's intense. Kristen Stewart's fantastic. Um, TJ Miller is awesome. Uh, I don't ever so since it's (laughs) the first movie of the year, really. So I assume a lot of people have seen it, but um, uh, I've always, I've always had a little liking to underwater movies and ever since the abyss. And I just, I don't know. I like them because they're so fucking scary. I think is why, but not that I like them, but they're so scary to me is why I like it. And yeah, this movie fucking rocks. And uh, the ending goes off the fucking rails and it's amazing. And it's such a cool thing to see in a movie. And that's all I could say without spoiling, but I assume y'all have seen it.
1: So. I really liked it. I, I am surprised it didn't really place in my top 20, but I, I really enjoyed it. Maybe, it just is because it felt like I saw it so long ago. I almost Maybe. didn't put it into consideration, but I, I enjoyed the hell out of this, watching it in the theater. Um, I think it sat on the shelf for quite a while until it finally came out. And it did, I don't know why. Cause it was great. Had a great score. Um, Oh, the score. Yeah, really. Uh, I'm, I'm a big, uh, Kristen Stewart defender. I'm, yeah. I, uh, feel like yeah. she's much better than people give her credit for. And she was great in this. and, Okay. Uh, I too like, and both love and hate underwater movies because I <laughs> hate swimming and I feel yeah. like the bottom of the ocean is the scariest fucking place besides outer space. So, yeah. um, I'm, and I'm cla- extremely claustrophobic, so it hits on all those triggers Ooh. for me. So this one definitely, uh, yeah, is my worst nightmare.
4: Most definitely, you know this went through like several re edits too, and I hope one day we get an uncut version because there's a kind of a clunky uh, third act there where uh, she goes into a, a, a certain part of their underground um, yep. station. That's kind of weird, it and they show clunky. some stuff. Yeah, um, it, it yeah, but it was shelved for like a long time, and. I hope that they release that stuff because I think I think this movie could be even better than what it was. Uh, give us like a long uncut version, you know, if you will. Yeah. Um, I had a I had a lot of fun with it. I I uh, I'm always impressed with um, underwater like pressure and uh-huh. what it can do to the human body <laughs> and right. how they depicted. That in this movie was uh, excellent. It blew my mind. I love that shit. Like, like, just if if you're if if you've got the power to do that in your movie that you can just decimate somebody, (laughs) like, (laughs) fucking do it, man. Like, I'm I'm all in on that shit. Awesome, Andy.
3: I never saw it. I'm sorry. I need to get around to it.
2: That's right. You haven't. Oh, and Mike hasn't either. Gosh
1: we'll, yeah, we'll come back form. on a part three episode where we all watch the ones that the other ones missed. That would actually be <laughs> a sort of fun topic. Wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Especially cause I didn't even know about Love and monsters and I'm like, what?
1: Yeah. He's hiding yeah. Out in his back pocket.
2: It was sneaky, fair.
1: sneaky. Very deep. I wasn't on purpose.
2: <laughs> well, all right, let's move on to Andy's number three.
3: My number three is alone. Oh. And I don't think any, none of you other guys have seen this. No, sir.
2: I think he scared us off.
3: Well, what was alone alone is it's about a, uh, this recent, uh, widow and she's traveling along. She's just moving out of the city. Oh, okay. Okay. And this guy is like in a Jeep wagon She's just trying to pass him and he accelerates. And, um, Eventually she's able to get around him and nearly dodging this, uh, semi, this oncoming traffic. And, you know, she's, you know, and you think like everything's all good. Right. And so she eventually, you know, stops at a hotel and everything. And the next morning, this Jeep Wagoneer is there and you actually see this guy come up approaching and he apologizes And she just goes, oh, that's all right. Yeah, it's like he says, "I yeah, I was on my phone and I didn't realize I was, you know, gives her some excuse. But eventually it's just a ploy to just kind of, you know, kind of fuck with his prey, so to speak. Because eventually uh, she uh, he keeps following her. And then eventually uh, the U-Haul that she's hauling uh, gets a flat tire. And. As as it as it would so happen, uh, he uh, he kidnaps her and puts her in this in this cellar, right? And eventually, from that point forward, you know, he takes her phone and he says, "Oh, who's this?" Blah blah blah. And she tells her about her her husband that uh, committed suicide because I mean, he's gonna choke her out if he doesn't like you know if if she doesn't tell tell her tell him, excuse me, what's, what's going on. So, you know, push comes to shove, she gets out and then it becomes a foot race. So it's kind of like, uh, like I told Tad, it's like, kind of like a half combination of, uh, duel and, uh, uh, surviving the game. You remember that movie with like iced tea? I've
1: never seen oh, surviving it. the
3: game. You had to Well, okay. He's hunted,
1: right? You had to sell yeah, it better yeah. to me, man. <laughs> yeah like it's like it's
3: it's kind of like a hard target but she's not like you know Jean-Claude Van Damme you know mm-hmm. um but well, it's it's kind of like in the like
0: most dangerous game right
3: yeah yeah and but the thing is uh she has no weapons he does but he she is able to get some intel on him because he used his cell phone and I, I and I don't want to spoil it for you but the this guy is such an asshole you know, because, uh, he, 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 he shoots at her, he wings her. And then he starts talking all this shit. He drops this gun, you know, and he starts, you know, since he got all this information out of her, he starts taunting her with the information that he got from her. And it's just like, Oh God, I would have charged him. I would have been so goddamn mad. He would have killed me right there on the spot, but it would have been worth it because he would have coaxed me out. Because the shit that this guy fucking talks, it's just, it's so, uh, it's so infuriating. You know, if, if, if somebody was talking about a dead loved one like that to me, I'd have tore him apart, but you know, she can't, she's, she's actually probably a hell of a lot smarter than me. (laughs) Um, but i just i really i really like these kinds of movies you know it's it's kind of like i mean one of the main reasons why i love predator so much it's just like it's just you and this other person and it's just like who's who's gonna best the other and they're just out in the middle of nowhere and eventually she she turns the tables on him just kind of like the way that uh he was screwing with her and uh and i won't say the t word because it's more like that but i did see but i did see it uh, at the mile high horror film festival and it's just it's just a really it's just a really good movie i really dug it
2: I'll tell you what i fucking love this poster it's a cool poster it's yeah really jason's got good. it pulled up right now it's just With a the uh, rear, view rear view lights, rear view, lights the, Yep. yeah It's yeah. that one eye and that's good
3: that's great and it's a and it's a very very small cast i mean she does <clears throat> I guess I just don't I don't want to tell you any more about it. I mean, there there is more characters that do show up at this, but, it's, but it's, it's it's usually just it's her and him. And she's she's constantly trying to have to hide while she's injured. And uh, yeah, this guy and and our heavy man, I mean, he's just he just looks really creepy. He's got like, you know. The the shop teacher mustache and the fucking pedophile wire rim glasses that just ugh. He, he's just a he's just a gnarly looking bastard. He's just yeah. Hmm.
0: Sounds cool. Definitely have to check it out. And I love it. Again, another movie that just wasn't um, well, none of the rest of us had seen, right? Yeah. So yeah.
4: Dustin, what's your number three? Uh, well, um, this might be, I don't know if it will be controversial or not. You can, you can dunk on me on this one if you want to. <laughs> uh, uh, I loved this movie. It's my number three. I loved rent a pal. I just oh, thought oh, it was yes. so cool. Um, not, yeah, it takes,
1: it's it not it controversial at all, dude. This one rules.
4: Okay. Just, uh, it, you know, it's, it, it wasn't like a big budget horror and, um, you know, just it. I, man, I just really kind of vibed with it. I guess um, you know it takes place in the eighties, and you know at that time they had the uh, the video um, dating services through VHS. Oh God! That you could you know buy a subscription or whatever and get a series of of people that uh,
1: VHS Tinder.
4: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, swipe right or left or whatever the fuck. But uh, they, he, this, the, our main character has been on this dating service for like six months, and he's you know kind of given up in a way. And he he goes back in, he records this great video message to you know to suspecting women, and then they're like, nah, you spoke too long. And then he records again, and it's absolute shit comes out he's i you know they, they scan his card real quick for the price of his subscription for the dating service i swear it said like 200 dollars, which in the 80s is you know still a lot of money a lot of money today um but he leans over to the bargain bin and he finds rent a pal a vhs video which just happens to star will wheaton yep. as the buddy <laughs> um yeah. he takes it home and he's kind of you know he's kind of it's a it's abrasive it at first. It's weird to him. He's like, "This doesn't. This isn't right. I'm. not, I'm not doing this." He's almost um, making fun of it, and, and he really he is. Yeah, he's like telling him to 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 fuck off during it, and because and for, it goes on and on. For people who didn't, you know, grow up in the
0: '80s, tapes like this were a real thing. Like people, yeah. really. There was everybody really capitalized on the VHS thing, and you know, they would make tapes about everything. So, and this is a tape basically just about a guy sitting in a chair, talking to you, pretending to be your like friend. So basically you're buying a videotape to have as like a companion.
4: Yeah. I, the, the The main character, uh, I was so, so rooting for him. He lives oh with God, his mom who uh, is going through dementia and this actress so fucking good. I mean, she nails it Uh, all the right mannerisms. uh, The way she acts, you know, is to a T um, for somebody with early onset dementia or, you know, full on. Uh, She does such a good job. He has to take care of her. I mean, he's got, she has to rely on him uh, to, to be taken care of. And, you know that leads to a lot of emotions just resentment from him uh, because he's not able to go out and date and he's not able to have a social life and one 100% of his life is pretty much taking care of her and taking care of the house and making sure that she's comfortable and so he starts to be to become good friends with the Will Wheaton character Uh And they start talking back and forth. And, you know, the one thing that really works in this movie is that I thought what I thought was going to happen didn't happen. And I thought that they were going to be having a a real conversation. Uh, You know, Will Wheaton was going to say whatever he wanted on the tape. But that's not necessarily true. Everything that you see him say is a recording and the main character memorizes it and goes through it so he can be part of the conversation and and talk to him. But nothing that Will Wheaton ever says is is you know off script. Breaks the it's reality. Like the, yeah, yeah. Um, it's everything is 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 right there on the video cassette, and you know he watches it several several times and they become great friends. but it ends so, up but it's so oh, go
0: ahead. it's so brilliantly written that as far as what they make Will Wheaton do on this tape that there are scenes that you know you know that he that this is what is on the tape but the scene plays out that's like
4: you're not quite sure if maybe Will Wheaton <laughs> is actually talking to right. This guy. Yeah, there's some little doubt spots in there for sure you know the, the tape kind of plays what it wants to play, but it's never out of, out of script. It's never something new that will Wheaton has done. Um, as far as I could tell, uh, you know, there's some spot, there's some scenes from his, from the VHS that we don't see, but, um, it, it, it's never in direct conversation. So I thought that was brilliant brilliant. on their end to, Mm -hmm. to have it do that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you guys thought. I just thought it was excellent. I was really rooting for him, and I really felt for him. And there was a lot of scenes that were very real, uh, the just true to life. And you know, it, I think that's um, you know one of the number one things about people with dementia is is uh, them just walking out of their house. And that's something that happens in this movie. And he's you know has that terror that he's got to go find her. Interesting, interesting take. Uh, two different things in a movie that one is about a VHS friend and the other one is about taking care of your mother with dementia, which is wow. Mm. Pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, th- I'm going to sound like a broken record, but uh, this is another example of the crazy movies we have this year with awesome yes. concepts. And this one um, was perfect to me. This is, On my official top 20 hit 14, but it easily could have been in my top 10. I, I was blown away by it. The performance of the two leads of the, um, guy and his mom were both so convincing. He was so subtle and quiet when throughout most of the movie. So when he finally does sort of, um, snap at times, he is scary um, and yeah. it's alarming because he's such a quiet, calm guy um, that you know that if, when he tips shit's going to hit the fan. Um, yeah. What a cool concept. I thought overall, this was so good. I, I've been telling, I, I watched it this weekend. I've been, I like went to work, told my boss about it. I've been like <laughs> telling my friend, I'm like, you check this one out. It's on Hulu. This one's so cool.
0: It's definitely a movie that, um, uh, <clears throat> I mean I loved this movie too. It could have easily also made my top 10. I, I couldn't agree more. And again, uh, yeah, an out there concept. I feel like this this year's movies did a really good job of giving me a in my mind a one sentence description that would that was like, "Holy shit, I got to see that." A guy becomes friends with a VHS tape. I mean, how weird is that? But it works <laughs> so well. And again, it never really There's one scene um that I, I, I kind of questioned it that, are, okay, are we like full on into like another reality at this point, which more likely is all in his head when um, <coughs> Will Wheaton is making him feel guilty about going on a second date with that girl and, and is berating him about not, you know, staying home and playing cards like they originally had planned. But then there's a, there's moments later in the movie where you see clips from that same same part of the tape so i'm like oh i guess this is just still part of the tape um and the whole time i'm like i i think i even said it out loud to the tv at one point i'm like do not cancel your second date you know it's right. like finally there's this ray of sunshine in this man's life
1: and you know <laughs> that it can't last and that's yeah. the saddest part is like they can't yeah. have this can't have a happy ending so you know it's not gonna go his way and that sucks
0: yeah yeah the you know, and, in, uh, and of course when um when we get in the third act, then, then that's when it does get a little bit more into the, we're kind of seeing through his own crazed mind at that point. Like when he finds the picture, I was like, Whoa, I loved when he found the picture. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's a moment in the eight in the videotape where Will Wheaton's like, Oh, I want to commemorate this moment with a picture. And he takes a camera and, and turns turns uh, towards the camera and t- snaps a picture where it's supposed to be, you know, like him taking a picture with, with him and this guy. But again, it's still just
2: uh, uh, on a tape. <laughs> so I haven't seen this, but to hear you guys, but, <laughs> sorry. So I haven't seen this, but to hear you guys talk like this is a horror movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. In the third act, it definitely turns oh, horror, God. but uh, we cannot talk about the horror no, elements without spoiling thing. But yes, Huh. I don't know where, uh, wh- what, makes this, wh- why were you a little hesitant or saying it's controversial, Dustin? Like, is it? Well, I, I think just for that fact, it was, I, it
4: leans heavy on the drama side of things, uh, especially, you know, the first whole part of the movie. Um, <clears throat> and you know, that, that horror element there at the end where things kind of boil over, um, you know, or is good, but it's, it's not very much. So, and I, and I said earlier in in my list that I was trying to make sure that I, nobody could say, Hey, this isn't a horror movie, but, um, I think this one definitely is. And, and maybe that goes back to, uh, uh, maybe back to Tad's, uh, swallow to where it's very real. It's a very real thing. And, uh, these, the, the dementia thing is a very real thing and it sucks and it's terrible and nobody should ever have to live through it and it's depicted so well on the screen and his loneliness is depicted so well on the screen Oh yeah, and that you know you're just uh desperate and uh you'll do anything you know you'll you'll sign up for a a very expensive (laughs) subscription to a dating service that's on VHS tapes and for six months, you know? So if, if I was right, if that really did say $200, that's, you know, $200 for six months. I mean, that's ridiculous for anybody to have to pay, but when you're lonely and you go through those lonely times, uh, that's, you know, that's what you are willing to do. Well, and
1: It's another form of isolation. I mean, he's yeah. stuck at home with mom and, and anytime he goes out, he feels guilty. And then as <clears> soon <throat> as he thinks he has his friend, then he has another level of guilt that's fucking with him now. So now he's having a hard time balancing that, you know, and it's very real to him. And uh, yeah, it's it's another thing, sort of like Swallow, where it's a mental health thing. You know, he's he's yeah. trying to juggle this and it's too much for him.
0: But where I feel like, um, swallow is a movie where you your main character, um, you know, has an arc and and overcomes obstacles. This is a this goes into that horror subgenre for me of descent into madness. Yeah. So that's where I feel like. I mean, I feel like I'm probably the harshest. Being the harshest one on if it's horror or not on some of these twenty twenty movies, mm-hmm. but I I can't I I hundred percent agree. This is a horror movie.
1: I uh, actually will say the Will Will Wheaton was like the one thing I was like uh, hesitant on. I but was just gonna
2: say that that's really? what kept me from clicking on it is Will Wheaton. Now I'm not saying I don't I might... like Will Wheaton, but I feel like Will Wheaton brings a uh, this is gonna be comedy You know like. How, how I feel
0: like
1: he plays Will Wheaton and everything
2: right that
1: well and,
0: and that's why I feel like he's so awesome in this because his you know his performance is over the top and cheesy but it's supposed to be because right. he's this actor on a videotape
2: then that makes it that makes it cool and just he's
1: not like I was afraid he would be like the focus of it because yep, it's Will Wheaton and he is that. definitely not it's more so yeah. on our lead who is fantastic oh, cool. Oh, yeah.
0: 100% cool Hundred percent. Will Wheaton is Will Wheaton is just a device in the story. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't overtake. But they got to put it on the poster. I get it. So because it is Will Wheaton. Yep. But um, um, I will also say about the the Will Wheaton thing, and I think this is also kind of helps me swallow this sad pill. Is that you know some of the stuff on the tape and his portrayal of it kind of adds some levity in the first half of. Him of him watching this tape. There's some some funny
4: stuff in there. And but there's <laughs> yeah, really... like he he pretends like he's looking into his room. He's like, hey, yeah. nice dig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the stuff like
0: that. But then you get some really cool moments, I felt like with the Will Wheaton thing. Which is weird to say because again, he's just device. A, a device. He's just he's an inanimate object in this movie, really. But but this the scene where um <clears throat> he's talking to when they're talking about their most embarrassing moments. And that was, that was, I just, that was a really cool scene. Yeah.
1: There's some very, very subtle humor in this too. Like um, Hmm. they're at the skating rink and he hurts himself and he's, he's sitting there eating and the the cook cook comes over and he's like, I'm going to need those tater tots back. And (laughs) Yeah. A
0: giant bag of tater tots on (laughs) the <laughs> I had forgotten. I had forgotten he had fallen.
4: Yeah. And so when the cook comes over, he's like, "I was I'm so confused."
0: Yeah. Yeah. He pulls out this bag of tears. I'm like, was, was he trying to steal him? them? Yes.
4: <laughs> yeah. It took me a second too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Cool. All right. Um. Oh shoot. Sorry. Uh. Not you. Is it me? Oh, okay. So number three, I can sum up in three letters. V F W (laughs) loved it. Loved it. I know we talked about it a bunch on a couple episodes now. Um, you know, so I don't know what, what new I can add to it at this point, but, um, the cast is great. Uh, you know, uh, my favorite, uh, being, oh crap. Now I'm blanking on names again. Um, but, the lighting, the music, it definitely has that, that 80s feel, that greenhouse feel, but definitely John Carpenter feel. Totally invokes um, um, Assault on Precinct 13, obviously. The thing that, one of the things that got me is like in the third act where they're trying to, where um, all the punks are trying to break into the the bar, it kind of had like a zombie feel to it. Yeah. And that, and so yeah. I, I feel like that was kind of intentional, but, but again, great cast. You can, lot you of can put,
5: junkies,
3: man. what's that? A lot of junkies, man. They are zombies, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cause they
0: even kind of acted like it as like just zombies. It kind of. of mindless people it. coming after you. Yeah, definitely.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you could put William Sadler in anything and I'll watch it. Cause I, I <laughs> love that guy. And then of course you got Rick like Fred Williamson and, <laughs> I think any movie that has a bar in it, you have to have George Went at the end of it, at the end of
2: the bar.
1: <laughs> I love there. that he's gotten into, um, somehow has connected with Joe Bagos, and he was in uh, Bliss, and he's Bliss. in this. Like He does not belong, but somehow he keeps getting put in these movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was a go-to guy there for um, uh, Stuart Gordon there for a little bit, too. Uh, Maybe that's
1: his influence
0: maybe um, yeah great movie can't can't praise it enough obviously i feel that way because it's my number three so we're getting there folks we're down to the last two no no number two
1: tad um my last two are going to be pretty anticlimactic because we've talked to th- about them to, to almost no end um number two is from christopher landon it is freaky um, I won't have much to say about this one. I just, I was lucky enough to see this in a, uh, a private screening at our theater. Uh, I think once again, the experience added to it, but, um, I just love a good, simple story. This one was no frills. It was so damn funny and fun and, uh, scary. Um, just, I, I had a blast. I w- has smiling ear to ear the entire movie from the beginning. Uh, sl- slasher sequence where he breaks into the house and goes ape shit on teens into um,
2: with the most ridiculous Jason Voorhees mask. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, tongue firmly in cheek, and uh, his his acting like. We've talked about it endlessly. I mean, having a big hulking dude like Vince Vaughn playing a sixteen-year-old girl and getting the mannerisms down. But I also feel like she did a really good job of playing the intimidating slasher in a small female body. Uh, what a fun twist on a uh, old classic story! I just, yeah. I, it was a blast. I loved it. Um, I can't wait to buy it on 4K and watch it over and over again. <laughs> and and she does
3: push uh alan ruck through a table saw yes was...
1: alan ruck no one's oh mentioned that God. yet. yeah yeah, yeah. and what a, uh, yeah. What yeah. insufferable dickheadness dick. oh, yeah yeah <laughs> who
3: knew that ferris bueller's friend was such an asshole he was so good it.
0: <laughs> and i'm glad they didn't do like a bueller bueller
1: bueller right kill. I'm surprised they didn't, but
0: yeah, Um, I like that scene a lot too. Because, and I kind of wish they would have played a little bit more with with this. But when the killer is in the body of the girl, and he goes or she goes to kill the shop teacher, he gets his ass. She he gets his ass kicked, and I and and uh, there's like these moments
1: of like he's not used to this. Right, it was really smart. They, like, yeah, it was a I'm great not as strong because I don't have these game. muscles and the height, and yeah, yeah.
0: I kind of wish they would have done a little bit more of that because it was such a great moment. Um, but regardless, it's still great, and
1: I like it, the scene where they have. Uh, her tied up in the living room and her gay friend, like the mom comes home (laughs) and he has to like, try to lie. And he's like, uh, it's a sex thing, mom. (laughs) It's like, that's his, it's like the last resort is like, Oh God, I have to just pretend that I, it's a sex thing or something. it's, it's funny.
0: (laughs) This whole coming out as being straight there.
1: (laughs) Right.
0: She ain't buying it. Right. She's like,
1: no way. Like what's going on here? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really clever.
0: There's a lot of good gore in this movie, but probably the most cringeworthy scene is the kiss scene in the back of the car.
1: <laughs> I thought that was oh, so funny. So yeah, so, 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 so good. Funny. It's like it's like, am I really like f- having like feelings right now? Like they they played it so perfectly and straight.
2: <laughs> Maybe when your hand's not bigger than my face. Yeah, <laughs> oh
3: my <God. laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there's probably gotta be a great gag reel for this film. Oh, I oh, I, would man.
0: Hope. <clears throat> I can hope, man. Jason, what's your number two?
2: Number two, I don't give a fuck what you fuckers say. <laughs> Here we go. The vast of night is fucking amazing and it's horror ish enough and it counts. I love, love, love it. Number yeah, two. fist bump,
1: fist bump, dude. It's good. Oh my god! It's It's, one of the most stellar movie.
2: Probably the most beautiful. It's the most amazing shot film this year for me. I think it. uh, Yeah, the cinematography that is just incredible. There's a particular scene that they just travel from one side of the town to the other, and it's pretty seamless, and it's awesome.
4: Best night shots of the year, oh, like, oh for sure, geez. for sure. Like Great. it's the entire movie is dark, but you yeah. see everything, and that's s- so well done.
2: Oh, and just yeah, that just being a film set back then in the fifties, it's so neat, and and really the dialogue is incredible. Like that's what just you can't stop watching because the dialogue yes. won't let
3: you take a break. It's yeah. so like Ras my berries and stuff oh. like that. Just, yeah, it's, it's good. I love the relationship
0: between the two me and characters, yes. too. just how like, just how enthusiastic she is about everything. And he's, he's, he's kind of a dick. He's a little jaded about Kinda. things, but still like, Kind of like taking her under her wing and stuff, and they just they blend the two characters. and She know, kind of has day, a crush they blend together on so him, well. maybe,
2: but you know, so there's a little bit of that. Yeah, I wasn't sure, she, but wasn't she looks sure. up to him. You can tell, and she's so good, and he's so good. Man, this movie's amazing.
1: I want to watch it again now. After I do,
2: t- I'm waiting yeah. for 4K <laughs> on that. I'm gonna. <laughs> Oh, I love it! It's easily my number two. The Vast of Night. Watch it on Prime. It's amazing.
3: Andy, what's yours? Oh my gosh! Um, well, Broken Record <laughs> and uh, VFW. I mm, love yeah, this yeah. movie. It's a movie that's just it's it's right up my alley. It's just yep. it's gritty. It's dark. It's just I mean. Uh, My guy, I wanted to stand up and cheer when that guy's head exploded and then he just he racks that shotgun open and he says, Does anybody else want to come in my bar? You know, I'm just God (laughs) damn it. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the ride, man. Let's go. Let's just put the pedal to the floor and let's just keep 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 keeping up with that shit. You know, I mean, wow. I mean, that's my that's my kind of shit right there. It's just a fucking punch in the stomach and then this, this let's go um not much more can be said it's just uh yeah the, the head exploding and, a horror fan. oh for sure it's uh i mean you know and like like Mike said before, the cast is great. You know, you've got David Patrick Kelly on that bar. Who's just this old stoner, you know, I maybe mean, just stepped out for a joint. And he gets an ax in the shoulder. The poor guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And just the. And the fact that, you know, these are old uh, Vietnam veterans and they're basically, they have to make do with their environment because they're running low on ammo and they make like these, I guess, half- you know, bar slash, you know, Viet Cong traps, I guess, (laughs) you know, it's, it's just, I love, I love how inventive they get, you know, it, you know, just with, with whatever they can get their hands on because that's what they have to use. And, um, yeah, I mean, you always got to have like this. This it turns out some sassy little shit brat, you know, motivates him to get back up. And
2: the same girl from Vast of Night, Sierra McCormick.
1: Oh, it is. It, it, it is. Oh, oh
5: wow, I didn't know that. that.
1: <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um. When I saw this, I instantly knew. I watched too many. I, I must like talk to you guys uh, too much because I was like, this is an Andy movie. Absolutely, yep. he's gonna love this one. <laughs> Uh, you know
3: just and just the real real subtle shit that they do like william sadler waking up in the back of the bed of that truck um, (laughs) i mean come on how do how do you not like absolutely love this guy like right away (laughs) just oh yeah Yeah, yeah. Uh, bfw guys all the way
2: I'm so glad Dustin's here too, because I never said it the million times we talked about it before, but he's completely right. The bad guy sucks. <laughs> right.
0: Right. He's a I weenie. How cool. does he? It's... I think that's what makes, that's what, what I like. About it him work. Yeah. Because he's just this yeah, slimy a little shithead
3: weasel, you know? I mean, so oh, I still like... want
2: to punch him as much as
3: I do. A yes, bad guy. exactly. So like I Charles... think like...
0: it's like Charles Manson. Like, Charles Manson's a little weenie, but yet somehow he got people to follow him and fear him.
1: Right. He gets up other people to do his work. That's when he says, you know, exactly. uh, th- go after the bar. They have, you know, and he six, He sends these pe- armies after him. He's not, he uh, can't do it himself. So, <laughs> manipulator. <laughs> yep.
0: Dustin, what's your number two?
4: <gasps> oh, oh. Uh, I absolutely loved... And this is probably goes against uh, what I told you guys my list was going to be about, which was no movies that uh, you couldn't say that weren't horror. Uh, but maybe this one breaks the rule just a little bit. Uh, scare Me. Yeah. I oh, wow. absolutely Yay. loved this movie. It was so good. This is what it's all about, right? This is telling stories. And I thought I, I loved these two characters in the cabin telling their stories. I was in it. The entire oh. way, yeah. uh, it, it, you know, I was like you guys at first, I thought maybe there might be a point in the movie where they would, it would, you know, the, the screen would fade and yep. fizzle away and we would go to our story, yep. but no, it just kept on them and adding those sound effects adding um, you know, their voices that they would do. Uh, the werewolf story at the beginning was so fucking good. First of all, it's a good story, even though it's totally cliche, and she's letting them have it too. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. He's, he's telling it so well. And I always say there's a part in a movie, in every movie that I like, that something, one thing or a couple things happen that in my head I go, yep. I love this movie <laughs> and the part where he fucking does the crypt keeper. I'm like, yep, Oh yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> they just kept going. Oh, his crypt keeper was, he fucking nailed it. Oh, he was so good. Uh, they, they both do an excellent job at telling their stories and trying to scare each other. And who hasn't done this in real life? I mean, at some point, you know, being younger or older, we've all tried to tell somebody else a story and tried to scare them uh, to see how good we could do. And that's what this movie is. And I don't want to turn anybody off because you're thinking, well, I don't want to sit around and watch people tell stories, but there are enhancements. I mean, you get some lighting effects, you get some some makeup effects and sound effects, uh, you know, all things that you might try to do if you were telling the story, but this enhances it a little bit for the movie. Uh, So excellent. And then the pizza guy comes in and the pizza guy starts telling stories. And I was having so much fun uh, throughout the entire movie that when the horror came, which again is at the end, I was, I was in so in love with these two characters that I did not want anything to happen to either one of them.
0: Uh, yeah, I would have been perfectly fine if they're like, oh, well, I'm going home. All right, see ya. And then yeah. that's the
4: end of the movie. <laughs> I would have been told, totally Power comes back on. Everybody's okay. <laughs> uh, I just, I loved it. I loved it from start to finish. Um, I, 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 I The whole time I'm like, I don't know, for some reason when I see a movie that I like so much, I like start kicking myself in the ass. I'm like, why didn't I think of this? You know, like this is such a good fucking idea. And that's exactly what I felt when I watched this movie. And like, why didn't I think of this? And you know, I I've done this before. I've done I've told I tell stories all the time. I mean, especially now we've had like social distancing with a couple friends, uh, you know, doing a fire pit outside and we're we're all just telling stories either about our life or just in general. And like, you know, you've gotta have the sound effects. You've gotta you gotta you gotta get them involved. And that's what this was. And it was just excellent way to, to to tell a story and to keep people watching involved and man I just thought this was really really cool excellent yes
2: awesome
0: my number two which is a movie that has not been brought up at all yet Whoa. so that's interesting right um, my number two is the hunt
4: oh yeah I mean this man be- I didn't get to see that one darn it
0: it's it is a fun movie. It's another, um, mo- uh, most deadly game type of movie. I think it's like the third or fourth one that is part of this year's films. Um, but you know, it's 12 strangers wake up in this like open area and they don't know where they are, how they got there. Um, <clears throat> they don't know why they've been chosen. uh, chosen, but they're being hunted, hunted down. Um, and, you know, there's some cool, there's some cool twists and turns in the story that are pretty neat. Um, the stars, uh, Betty Gilpin, who I'm becoming a pretty big fan of cause she was in the show glow mm-hmm. that, um, yeah. was canceled way too oh, early. Shh, hey, damn right. <clears throat> um, so, so I will watch anything with her, even though I didn't watch the new grudge movie. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's just a fun movie. Got some cool gore in it, and um, yeah, yeah, I loved, love, love this movie.
2: It's good. It's in the top twenties, right? Is it? Would it, it? Would have made your top twenty? Looking, look, no, it didn't. So oh,
3: okay, but I liked it. it made my top I, twenty. I, oh, cool. I, I like
2: okay, it. Good. good. I remember being just. I don't know. I, I'm sensitive. I, I mean, it was a, such a bummer to see some of those actors go so soon. I don't know; it hurt my feelings. I was sad.
1: You're an Emma Roberts fan?
2: I
3: sure. I was more bummed about seeing Ike Barinholtz go. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, that's for sure. Him. I I kind of like that. but Emma, I mean,
0: I get it. I yeah. felt like Emma Roberts was like the Drew Barrymore
1: or I'll the scream, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: kill her right away, and it's like, oh shit. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Shit's getting real. Because, like,
0: at first I'm like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to follow Emma Roberts around for a whole movie." But, <laughs> boom, gone. I'm like, "Oh, holy shit! Didn't see that coming."
2: Yeah, it's it's awesome to see that Betty Gilpin gets the lead in a movie. So yes, I support that all the way. Yeah. Excited so to see where her career goes. I hope it
0: keeps keeps going up. And you love your social commentary. It's got some good social commentary to it. Kind of you know, obvious and right in your face, but it's good but we're there folks oh my goodness it's time for the number ones are you guys ready to find out what
2: the best movies uh, are of 2020 yeah <gasps> and i i just looking at my lists and looking at everyone else's list I, I i don't know maybe well maybe not can i you, thought maybe ted and I were the same maybe not I'll wait i'll just wait Ed's first i'm so excited
1: i think you know my first it's pretty obvious it's been on almost everyone's list um it was one that i absolutely loved it is jim cummings the wolf of snow hollow yeah just a great great movie i can't say anything else about it that i had that hasn't been said we've talked about it four times i have a two-hour podcast on it of my own podcast uh just adore this movie adore this writer director um can't can't wait to see what he does next because uh, i'm blown away by his first two movies so
0: what was what was the other movie again that he did thunder road Thunder
1: road he, okay. he did a short called thunder road and um the basic premise is he's he, once again a cop Um, he shows up at his mother's funeral and his mother was a dance instructor so he decides at the funeral he will do a dance number to Bruce Springsteen's Thunder Road but he himself is not a dancer and it goes horribly horribly wrong and awkward um, but it's also very emotional and then they made a feature film from it and so it's very much in the vein of the Wolf of Snow Hollow without a wolf Um, so it's it's another cop with um, a lot of family and personal problems. Um, huh. And it's very, very good. And this guy, like it's my new thing. So um, yeah, Wolf of Snow Hollow, my favorite of the year. Uh, pretty easy. Number one. Sweet.
2: Same all here. Right. Absolutely. I just wanted to say again that it's all uh, for me. I love everything about it, of course, but hundred percent of it is the, his sense of humor.
1: And yeah, so was, I haven't
2: get to talk to you, Mike, oh, yeah. about it since you watched it. Like, okay, was it, did, did you think it was funny? Oh yeah, I thought. I'm sorry. I thought I, I, I wish I, I, I could have watched episode. it with
0: you. Actually, I, I was laughing my head off at him. Yeah. Oh man, and all that stuff. Like again, when he was firing people, it's hilarious. Do your job. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he just he was berating people <laughs> to do their job. <laughs> Or when he just, like, walks up to the one officer and slaps him in the face, you know? Oh, it, it, he was really, really funny. Yeah. And I like agree. I said, it got, it got a little darker for me when he kind of fell off the wagon. And, yeah. You know, and like, oh, this isn't as much fun as the first half. <laughs> but uh, but still, it didn't ruin it by any means. It's- and what
1: kind of movie has Ricky Lindholm as, like, the only straight, uh, like, grounded character out of the entire, like, sheriff's department she's the one that should be getting the uh job she should be getting the raise she should be she's the only one that's not freaking out not uh, yeah. fucking off on the job she's clearly the most grounded character and uh she pretty much just gets ignored the whole movie
0: yeah yeah it's true i didn't even really think that deep in her character which i you know goes right along the theme of her character in the movie um and she's even the one that figures it out.
2: Before right anyone else so yes great movie cool yeah i just i can't wait i can't wait i'm gonna it's gonna be the first thing i watch when we're done with this i know i know y'all are lining up comedies to watch well it's got like, a lot of
0: comedy in i it,
2: could so. not i cannot wait to watch it again i just didn't want to burn any time not watching new stuff you know yeah yeah but like i just can't wait to re-watch it that I'm really so excited.
0: that really gets me excited to know that you're you want to jump right on right back into one oh, of these movies.
2: Absolutely.
3: Andy, what's your number one? Oh my gosh. My number one. And I really think I, I don't care. I really think you guys should have mentioned this by now,
1: but my number one is the dark and the wicked.
2: Oh, I know it
3: hasn't been. I
1: no, am surprised. I thought it was going to be in a lot of lists. Cause it's right there at 12 for me. And, it
3: could have easily uh, Wow. Uh where where do I start this? Oof. Uh it's it is so <laughs> damn creepy where where it takes place. And I just was reading up on it a little bit. The director Brian Bertino, who did The Strangers. This is actually his own family farm where he filmed this. And oh, it, it's uh you know, it reminded me a lot of Hereditary, but I think I like it better than Hereditary. You shut your mouth! <laughs> just from what I've just from what I've from what I've seen. Uh, who yeah. who all watch this? Me, me. I have not. Okay, uh, there's basically uh, say you know, similar to Hereditary, there's Satanic forces just taking wreaking havoc on this family out on this secluded uh, farmhouse. And the sister and the brother have come to kind of take care of, you know, their, their ailing father and their mother and slowly just really gnarly shit just starts happening because the mother told me, she goes, you guys shouldn't have came her. And they, they find her. uh, Well, first off in a scene there's more vegetables again, and uh, like like I said about color of space, only this one it takes it to a whole another level. I was just like, oh god, lady, just stop, because she's chopping these vegetables and she chops her fingers and she stops for a second and she looks down and she sees that her fingers are missing. And she just starts cutting again. She just starts, she just, she fucking oh. minces her fingers. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. I just, and all this other supernatural shit that goes on, you know, with they even have a priest come out there and he, they, they get done talking to him and they kind of, you know, send him packing because they're not religious at all. And then he comes back in like the mid, like at two o'clock in the morning and he hammers on the door and he just gets, he's got like this gravelly voice. And just the way that he says it, he's like, why don't you go come on outside? And you see that his eyes are like just, you know, they got that possessed look and everything. And oh man, everything. Eventually, you know, and I'll, I'll spoil one part, the, the brother bails, you know, and he drives back home to go to his family and he can't outrun what's, what's been set already set in motion. Nope. You know? And it's that scene when he gets home, it's like, it's heartbreaking And then you see what, you know, and he's so heartbroken that he does something drastic. And after that, it's even more heartbreaking. And you just, you just sink, man. It's just, it's so bad. And I don't want to spoil it because, man, it's just, it's such a kick in the nuts. Um, yeah, I mean, I rank this number one because A, it's good. And B, I mean, it's a straight up freaking horror movie there's no there's no debating that i mean it's just it's it's got gore it's just got it's got creepy elements it's got you know i mean it's it's got everything pretty much uh yeah. highly recommend this uh it's that's why it's my number one movie uh it's yeah i mean it's if you like and wicked exactly I mean, um, if if you liked Heredity... Jason, did you say you watched this? Yes. Okay, what, what did you think? I figured I it's in did, the same ilk of...
2: Yeah, uh, I agree with what you said with all of it. It's a uh, heavy fucking movie, and it's, it's a tough ride to ride, but um, it's beautiful. The, the characters are... You're with them, and it's tough. Um. Yeah, no it's it's really good. I, I wanted it on my list so bad. I just I just couldn't. But I'm glad it made it on yours. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was a little heavy for me. Um, that's not a bad thing. It's just for my list uh just sort of like vivarium. It was uh, and uh the deeper you dig, and, uh, there was a lot of Yeah sad movies and this is a sad movie there's not a happy moment in this one and um it like i said it it made right outside the top 10 um really really good i feel like maybe and and this was probably the best out of them but there was a lot of like sick parents in possession this year and there was yeah i was just exhausted of that but this one probably did it the best i would say out of that out of all of them. Um, so it got a spot on my, you know, very close to 10 is it's at 12. So my honorable mentions and, uh, it, yeah, it, it will be hitting shutter. I believe, uh, beginning of 2021.
2: Definitely worth watching, man. It's so good. Cool. Oh, Dustin, what's oh, your number oh. one?
4: Oh, when you like to know <laughs> mm. um so yeah we haven't talked about this one yet no oh, and i'm surprised i'm actually excited uh because we haven't um boy i'm surprised we haven't talked about this i love this movie i loved it so much that after i watched it i reached out to all you guys uh on the chat to see if you had seen it and I, everybody was kind of like man yeah 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 <laughs> and i don't know if if we if we all saw it or not, but uh this was I knew right away after I got done watching this movie that this was gonna be my number one this year just because it was so fucking cool. Uh my number one is Uncle Peckerhead.
0: Oh I, nice. Wow, <laughs> number one, huh?
4: Number one. Yes.
2: Wow. Dang it.
4: I uh I loved this movie so much. And Jason, I'm surprised oh, you haven't watched it no. yet because I think the rock
2: and roll part of it.
4: Yep.
0: yep. Gosh dang it. Indie bands, yep.
4: Um they nail the DIY scene uh, to a T in this movie. Man. And every trope that we have ever been in have ever experienced on the road at a show, uh they experience. Damn. And not only do they experience all those things, which are there are many good things, but there are a lot of bad things. On top of those bad things, they have to deal with a roadie that uh, turns into a demon at night, <laughs> eats people.
2: Yeah, most uh, roadies are hard enough to deal with.
4: Uh, this I guy's love awesome when he's not of a demon. He is. Yeah, he's at first. You're kind of he's he's off putting at first. Obviously, that's that's probably what his character needs to be. But I love the band. The band is so cool. They're so naive. They quit their jobs to go on a tour. A six-day tour, which just shows how naive they are. They're <laughs> thinking that, hey, we'll go on tour. We'll make it. Uh, their van gets towed. Very real scenario. Um, they end up getting with uh, this guy named Uncle Peckerhead, who has a van, who heard their situation and lets them use his van. But he gets, he has to go along with them. <laughs> he has to go to all their shows. Um So he, he does that and they go to their shows. And again, like every, every scenario you could ever think of. I well, not everyone, but there are a shit ton. Uh, you know, showing up to a show, having the promoter just be like, uh, "Yeah," showing up before the fucking promoter, uh, having to almost fight the sound guy. Uh, there's a scene in this movie where the sound guy is like, "All right, all right, give me the give me the kick," you know, and the drummer's giving the kick, and then it's a bunch of feedback. He's like, "All right, get me vocals," and the guy goes up to the mic, and it's like huge amount of feedback, and finally the drummer's like fuck it let's just play like i've been in that scenario before i've i've been I've, I've had to deal with the fucking sound guy that doesn't know what he's doing and he's like fuck it we'll just we'll fucking play and they're good they're like a good band but they're playing for nobody they're playing for nobody and that's just how it is it's how it is mm-hmm. and they <laughs> i love how it's like the second to last
0: show on the on this amazing six-day tour and it's this little shitty house
4: show I love that that That's, house show. That couldn't be more legit. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like that house show. I've like every show they play. I'm like, I've played that show. And Jason, I know you have too, for a fact, <laughs> like it's, it it's, it, it, they nailed it. And there's, there's a shows where like the people are, are into it and then they're not into it. Um, and then there's the shows where nobody's there, but I want to, I want to get in more to, to the demon part because, uh, he turns into a demon at night and he eats people. So uh, that first night they don't get all the money. They, they, they probably should have got, but there was nobody there. And, you know, bar doesn't pay out too much if nobody's drinking. So, uh, uncle Peckerhead uh, turns into a demon and eats the promoter and then they get the money. And they're like, well, they're kind of cool with it <laughs> you know one of them is like kind of offset about it but they're like you know what we're on tour and we we need the money you know It's like, so they just they play along with it and you know the music they play in the movie is excellent i think the band sounds great even you know it's like pre-recorded stuff but they it just sounds really good this music is good uh the gore is fucking brutal at at points when he goes nuts i mean i'm talking like Vomit and shit and just everywhere—it's just disgusting. <laughs> uh, it was so much fun that I—I I, I think that's the only movie I've reached out to you guys in a long time. Where I'm like, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this movie?" <laughs> uh, I just—I—I—I uh, I, 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 I just had a lot of fun with it. I related to it so much, and especially at a time where I can't play a show anymore. I mean, we can't play shows. You shouldn't be anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know it was like man they just fucking nailed this i felt like i was there with them and it just it felt really good and 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 it was uh, a horror movie so i it was like two things in one that i love so much like mashed together very well
3: is it me or did that shiloh guy have the most punchable face i've ever seen
4: Oh, th- th- i met that guy, not him personally, not that character, <laughs> but I've met that guy at a fucking show and I hate him. We all hate him. We've all met him and he sucks. Like, yes, that's <laughs> he, he did it so well. Yeah. Like, he, what a jerk off. He's like, I'm, we're, you know, it looks like you, we looked at the poster and it looks like you guys are opening. And I thought, you know, maybe, We'd be bringing in the most people. We might, we might, or we might close, and they were supposed to be closing. I'm sorry. So like, it's just that fucking douchebag mentality of like, I'm in a band, uh we have a really big following, and we should be closing. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, it's like I want you to die in the worst way. I can't <laughs> wait until Uncle Peckerhead <laughs> gets you. And their band was shitty. <laughs> they it were. Was. They. Saw, oh my. The God. band was okay, was,
0: but he was shitty. That
4: was No Oh my god that band when they play when you finally get to hear them play you're like of course that's of course that's what they sound like but <laughs> that's their fucking shit like that's exactly it like oh it was so good i can't wait to get this movie and watch it over and over again i had so much fun with it so good
0: i loved this movie too it was so much fun it was really funny and being you know best friends with a guy who has been in numerous bands and seen a number of his of his shows and even and gone on little mini tours with them. I, I totally get every everything in this movie, so it is relatable. And it's
2: it's a bummer that you're the only person uh, that hasn't watched it, man. I thought someone <laughs> said it wasn't that. I don't know. Someone my only co-hummed be- about it. And I, maybe I thought it was you. I just didn't. want to
0: Well, say my it. only beef is that it, it. I did not like the very ending.
4: Yeah, that's what most people seem to not enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I honestly yeah. like to have my own interpretation as to what happens, but uh, I think what it's obvious what happens, but I like to think that something else different happens. So that's that's just how I feel about it. You yeah.
1: might be thinking of me, Jason, uh, because oh. I watched this and brought it up first on uh, right. what we watched, and I said I felt like it would have been a better short than a feature. Um, I just felt like the joke of him becoming the demon and doing the shit, um, it just maybe was, it's like, took too much, like, took too long to get there, or, or they just did the joke too many times for me. But I really did enjoy it, and I just felt like maybe it needed to be tightened up a little bit.
4: But, Dad, there's metalheads in it, and those metalheads suck. <laughs> like, they act like the real metalheads. <laughs> and Uncle Peckerhead does his due diligence. And takes care of
1: <laughs>
4: I'm sorry. No, I just no, love it so much. I, I enjoyed it too.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely need to, to see it. Oh, it's yeah, easy.
2: I'm definitely excited right for the band stuff. Oh, for know? sure. I love it. That's what Green Room was so
4: amazing because it nailed yeah, it, yes. didn't it? Like- that was my number one that year yep, too. Yep. And it doesn't take very much. <laughs> if you have a band and it's horror for me to set it, this number one, obviously. So.
3: Black roses.
4: <laughs> no, that, that's the
2: one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Rock and roll nightmare. There's the two exceptions.
0: <laughs> okay. So that leaves me with my number one. And I don't uh, know. It's not going to be very, uh, it's going to be a little anticlimactic because we all know what it is. It's definitely freaky. Oh, wow. Oh God. Yes. Freaky, freaky, freaky. I, I, I um, love this movie so much. The director is, like I said before, he's quickly becoming my new favorite current director. I love these projects that he's doing. I hope he keeps going down this route of taking um, 80s comedy concepts and turning them into horror movies. It's just so great. And Vince Vaughn, I've always been a big fan, but I think I love him even more after this movie. Um, it was nice seeing him come back to something comedic, but still doing a wonderful performance. He doesn't go over the top and turn the um, girl trapped in a man's body um, character uh, into something cartoony, like hot chicks or something like that. Um, <clears throat> uh, he just has just the right mannerisms and tone, the tone um, with him. And then when he's the when he is the killer too, that's like just, it's like the guy knows his shit. Like he knows how Jason walks and how he acts and how he bursts through a window and, or, or Michael Myers. It's like either he's a fan or he did the research before doing this role. And that's what's (laughs) so cool about it. And it's, it's definitely really funny and gory and it's, it's, it is totally my wheelhouse. So that's that's it man freaky number one it's pretty good
1: i i was gonna say i could probably have guessed that was going to be your number one and i would have actually guessed v, uh, vfw was andy's number one i was close pretty close um yeah. but uh yeah i was thinking about like what else they could do with this idea of uh, the 80s i was like he could do like a weird science take where they build a girl, but it comes out as like a monster on accident and oh, unleash like be cool. a killer. I don't know. It, there's so many different takes we could do. That would be fun. Kids
4: trapped in a library that are slowly just killing off each other.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the
4: Save the mountain
2: movie. How do you do that? With an yeah. uh, abominable snowman?
4: Yeah. So the uncle buck, it'd be like uncle fuck. And he just <laughs> kills everyone. <literally. laughs> <Fuck. laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, all right. Before I just space off trying to imagine what the next <laughs> movie going to be, we should probably keep chugging along here. Um,
2: are there ones that we yeah any any honorable are surprised didn't quite? get miss- mentioned tonight? Run, yeah,
4: man, yeah, run was yeah. good. I, put, I really liked run. I put run um, on
1: the short list. Yeah, so, his house. I was surprised that didn't make anybody's. That one was terrifying
2: didn't see that didn't get didn't get come to, to daddy love too. come
1: to daddy that one almost
0: came close yeah. as well to the top 10 it's definitely in the top 20 oh man like it it starts <laughs> off such like dark comedy but i feel like the third act just goes balls out comedy does like yeah. the tone shift in the comedy is ridiculous in that third in that last half and i loved it for it
4: Anybody see Blood Quantum? Yeah,
0: I did. Yeah, I enjoyed
4: it. I thought that was excellent. That was excellent.
1: It got bumped, but I thought that was great.
0: Yeah, I think that may have hit the top twenty
2: at least. Gretel and Hansel.
1: Oh yeah, I sort of forgot that was this year. That was really really good. Look, that's the score. That's the movie that I thought the score was better than the movie.
2: Completely agree with you. I I like the movie, but the score was way better. That score is fucking awesome really good
1: one that dustin suggested last minute was spree and i had a blast with that one that was fun that didn't make my list because maybe
4: because again i don't know if that was horror even though he's like a murderer but
1: what a strange another one of those is like a strange really strange concept and the tone of that director the the lead actor uh totally weird i don't know something was off about it but I, i enjoyed the hell out of it
3: yeah I have to go with "We Summon the Darkness" just for the '80s aesthetic and the satanic panic.
1: There's a little rock band in that. Does I'll say another metal band like (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bad Hair. That one was another crazy, crazy concept. I thought was really, really fun and cool, but not uh, top ten worthy. But uh, Killer, Killer Weave. It was awesome. It's on Hulu.
0: Got bumped from my top ten. Hashtag Live.
1: Okay, I saw that. Didn't think it was uh, top worthy. I just mm. I'm so over zombies. It's going to take a hell of a movie to.
3: What did you guys mm, think of me. one bed one bedroom? That, I thought that was just disturbing. That was
1: good. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was good. I thought it was good. Oh boy, I didn't
1: like it.
2: Yeah, I didn't like it either. It was, <laughs> it was too much. I mean, I, I just I felt so much for that girl. I just thought it was it was yeah, right. It, it went over the line to straight cruel. Like I didn't, Absolutely. I didn't like it. I didn't like it
3: for that. Just like I don't know, it just it. turned you off from the whole movie.
2: Yeah, it did. It did just because I it, it was just so yeah, unwarranted. I, just, I didn't. I just thought it was m- too much. I guess I had a hard time with. It. I mean, total concept, great. The ending was awesome and fucked up. And but yeah, one that I was the only one that
0: that saw it and bummed because i need to talk about this movie um because it stuck with me but i i'm not sure if i like it or not i mean it it kind of pissed me off which i i think is an appropriate reaction to the movie so (laughs) maybe it's because it's good it's it's a great well-made movie the lie
1: I almost watched it, but it looked too heavy for me, and I just—you told me that to watch the deeper you dig, and it f- fucking bummed me out. I'm like, I'm not doing any of his recommendations again. <laughs> D- Dustin throws me spree, and I'm like, okay, okay.
2: You know what? I can't believe didn't make any of our lists. The pool. I know. Come yeah. on, what a great.
1: <laughs> Dad, did you see the pool? I. You probably should. I did. I saw it last oh, year. I saw it last we don't, year. We all
3: like it.
2: Sorry,
1: Dustin. I
3: actually I really enjoyed Spiral too, which yep. was it was it was it was it was good. Uh, it would be de- that was like in my game. top fifteen.
2: And- Dustin, how was Peninsula Peninsula?
4: That's the one. Uh, disappointing. I didn't get to. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I love Train to Busan, yep. and I was expecting something close. Like, close to this and this is a completely different vibe completely different movie and could almost just be a separate movie and should not be related to train to busan at all Mm. it should just be a post-apocalyptic zombie movie uh i was i was disappointed yes
1: the rental i felt like uh that was my number 20 and that was really cool and good and
4: That was good. I would
1: say if there's anything that I feel like you guys haven't seen that I would really recommend is probably his house. Uh, It's on Netflix. Uh, It's totally scary and fucked up and really, really well acted and directed. So, uh, just go like look at the poster. Don't watch the trailer or anything. Just like if you'll see the poster and you're like, okay, this house, his house, Ron's house. Say what? (laughs) <laughs> it's deeper. actually a really, really sad story about a family um, fleeing Sudan during a war and mm-hmm. they um, are trying to save themselves and their family. So they're trying to get on this bus that's taking um, refugees a- away from gunfire and they grab this child to get on the bus. They're like, we have a kid, we have a kid and they stole someone's fucking kid and uh, mm. then they're, this haunts them forever. So they, they make it to the UK and they have this apartment, but, um, things are appearing in the walls and they're haunted by their evil, like their, their very bad decision to, to steal this kid. And it is totally fucking scary. Yikes. It's heavy, but it's definitely, it, it's made a lot of other top 10 lists. Like every other top 10 list I've seen has this on it.
2: Cool. Cool.
0: Cool. Very cool. So man, man, great year for horror man great 2020. Year. um that wraps up the the top 10 lists uh we're just got a little bit more show to go we got uh, at least we got shout outs coming up Heck yeah. so we're gonna take a quick break here hear about all about our very awesome podcast network the prescribed films podcast network you could check out all the shows at thepfpn.com. we'll be right back and we're back. So we don't have our normal segments for this episode, so no insane picks. But we can't go without hearing from you beautiful fans. So we it is time now for shoutouts.
2: It's time for
5: shoutouts. Shoutouts.
2: That's right, everyone's favorite segment. And uh peek behind the curtain if you didn't notice, that was Dustin <laughs> on that drop there. He did, it was. He did that. And that was pretty fun. All right. So we just, you know, asked what your favorite shit from 2020 is. And we got some I posted a little late, I'm sorry, but so we got a few answers here. On our Facebook page, we got Don and Ellie. He says, I still have some more to go, but right now my top ten is somewhat compromised of Anything for Jackson.
1: Oh, that's one that should have been listed for sure. That was
2: Was a good good? one. Oh, yeah. I liked it. Okay, cool. Uh, Blood Quantum. The Curse of Audrey Ironshaw. Ironshaw. The Dark and the Wicked. Ghost Killers versus Blood Mary. What the (laughs) fuck is that? Only Don and Nelly, man. uh, His house porno, which I don't know why you didn't like that. I really liked it. Didn't Tina you? and I had a good time with that I, when I didn't think... I mean, it's fun. You and Tina had fun to, with the porno. No, Imagine that's that I I wanted. <laughs> but, <laughs> I really enjoyed them. I mean, how many how many movies are there in the world that center around... I really loved that it was Christian-based. Like, that was such a neat that thing. That was,
0: I guess, my turn-off.
2: Oh, that was so neat.
0: I felt like the movie was the movie was getting preachy to me
2: and i'm you know i'm not a but like i that's what i liked about it it was really cool that's weird and then the whole just the story i i enjoyed it uh possessor uh where am i uh to your last death and vfw And then he says, in alphabetical order, simply to prevent where they're going to end up if these films even comprise the final list. So that's a start. Hanging out around the crop is Metamorphosis, The Closet, Underwater, Yummy, and They Reach. Most of those I hadn't heard of. Uh... As those are honorable mentions, so this year is stacked beyond what I thought we were going to get when the year started. So I guess I better finish my prep work. That's right. Thanks, Don. Uh, Jesse Kelsey says I enjoyed the hunt, although I'm not sure it counts. Number one, of course, is Hubie Halloween. No, oh, huh. <laughs> I guess it counts. The hunt definitely counts. But and then our pals Nightmare Junkhead. Greg D and Genius say Relic absolutely wrecked me and is very oh. deserving of being considered one of the top horror films from 2020. I knew
4: I really Bre- liked that one. Yeah. Relic was great. That ending, yeah, that uh, could have made my uh,
2: list. That ending is just what? Yeah. That's all I can say. It's great. Then over in our group edition, we got uh attacker Brett Royer says, Yummy. What is this yummy movie? Yummy is uh, yummy
0: is a, zombie, a uh, zombie movie. It's a uh, Shutter exclusive. Oh, okay,
2: cool. Uh, Shutter, ka-ching. Blood, <laughs> um, <What>? quantum, <laughs> color out of space, VFW, and anything for Jackson were at the top. The Hunt and the Rental were fun too, and I know a lot of people bagged on it, but I dug the new Grudge movie quite a bit. I did too. <laughs> Because I like everything. (laughs) Anything for Jackson. I don't think I know what that's about either. Same. What's that?
1: That is a reverse exorcism movie where some grandparents have lost their grandchild and they kidnap a pregnant woman to try to... Put the um, soul of their grandchild into the Whoa. baby. It's it's totally wow. fucked, but it has a lot of funny stuff too. It's it's crazy, guys. Like check it out on Shutter. It's it's really good. Shutter. It's it's wild
0: because the 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 old the old grandparent couple. You know, there's there's these Satan worshiping <laughs> kidnappers, but they're just so polite.
1: But they're sweet grandparents, and they struggle yeah. with uh, technology, and it's hilarious. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Reverse exorcism. That's awesome. And it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. After yeah. After all that. Wow. That's awesome. All right. And there was nothing on Twitter, but over on our Instagram, we got Erica from Unsung Horrors. Definitely follow her. She's on the PFPN. She says, possessor, all other answers are incorrect.
1: <laughs> right on. So I'm glad I right
2: at least represented that one, but Yes. So that is all we have for shout outs tonight. Remember that uh, you still have some time. If you want to give us a call and leave us a voicemail, we'll read your top 10 lists and your favorite films from 2020. You can give us a call at 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP. And that's shout outs. And that's the award show. It is. That is the end of the
0: two part (sighs) 2020 award show show. I can stop watching horror movies for a little bit,
2: <laughs> for a minute. Now on
1: the Christmas movies, yeah.
2: right.
0: <laughs> but it's been a fun ride, and yes, these are some of our favorite episodes to do because we get to talk a lot about a d- bunch of different movies, um, current stuff, and and you know, for somebody like me, it 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 gives me an excuse to watch movies that I wouldn't normally watch on my own. And then get pleasantly surprised uh, sometimes. Yeah, you sometimes and, yeah. because you know shit sucks, but sure.
2: But you <laughs> and Andy are notorious. Let's just put in that old VHS tape of that eighties movie. <laughs> and so it's great to have the excuse to get you out of your comfort and zone e- and watch.
1: Everybody you. did like awesome this year. There was the oh, I know right. Like everybody. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so, this episode actually comes out January 1st. So, let's make that vow of let's not wait till December oh, to cram. Every, mm. every
4: freaking year. <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I felt like we really cut it close this
0: year because I remember... Starting a like, little sooner like before? two, three weeks ago, everybody's still in like... You know, the high numbers were... You know, in the '30s, right? And then I would look at like 2019's numbers and 2018 numbers, and I'm like, "Holy crap!
2: A couple years ago, we really put it in. Oh yeah." But anyway, so here's to a here's to a better year, and just as always, it's awesome that the horror movies keep coming out, and they're they're here, and they're as good as they've ever been. And
1: I can already tell you, my number one of 2021, Halloween Kills. Oh. (laughs) We'll yeah, see. We'll
4: see. <laughs> I think mine's going to be Psycho Gorman.
1: Oh yeah, that's pr- going to be up there too. And special thanks to Dustin for Dustin! being on. Yeah, Ooh. anytime. a whole year to I get know, you back. Don't say anytime because <laughs> we will take advantage of that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I got the bug a, a, a little while ago, so it's it's this is a perfect uh, a perfect time to to hop on. I, I I love coming on every year and talking about horror movies. I love. Like following the list and, and looking down the list and trying to find something to watch because you, you never know which movie might be your next favorite movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I've got two on my list that I'm for sure going to buy and have in my collection. Yeah. So you just never know. And that's, that's the funnest part about it. Yeah absolutely so it's going to be
0: interesting to see what uh 2021 brings us here at attack of the killer podcast Um, we'll have some fun and amazing stuff lined up for you i'm pretty sure but until then thanks for listening and we'll talk to you on the next episode of uh, attack of the killer podcast oh
2: no could this be the end of attack
1: of the Killer?